I do get no, no. I do get the sense that there are a whole bunch of people around around your industry uh, that just like are constantly working themselves into a froth because they're sure they've got like the next great thing and they're excited and they're going to talk to money people and this is going to happen. It just like, I'm, I'm curious what the froth to substance ratio is yeah, on, I think on it's things somewhat, getting done. I think it's somewhat slight because everyone tells you what you want to hear. Oh yeah. And then it comes down to, there are people who live money. in the froth like any uh, bubble. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, there's a, a, a national park in Seattle actually, that's about the gold rush. And um, it's because they would people would set out for the Yukon from Seattle. And there's a whole section of the museum about um, the people that made money off all the people going to the gold rush. So, yeah, that's uh, I would right. imagine that's that's the more I mean, you're never going to hit it super big. But if you if you like work with the guys that are creating the froth, you're, you've got steady income. Yeah, totally. And I didn't even necessarily mean it in like a, a sinister, manipulative way. More just too many people that? with, uh, you know, it's just high in the sky. Uh, you know, yeah, we could do this, and it'll be the next Game of Thrones, and we'll all be rich, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, it's funny uh, because that's exactly what they said. They said, <laughs> they said, uh, this is like modern day Indiana Jones meets mythological Game of Thrones. And I was like, <laughs> and, and here's the question. Like, if you took those guys and says, you can never use a sentence structure where X meets Y again, yeah. would they be able to talk? Probably not. Probably not at all. <laughs> but uh, you're right. Like, uh, 20 years ago, I sold a story idea called junk which is basically an alien crash lands in a junkyard and befriends a bunch of kids like the goonies i'm sorry uh so it's what meets what i don't understand what you're saying <laughs> it's gremlins meets goonies <laughs> I got it. now i got it now i get it but didn't they yeah. make that movie wasn't that actually a movie <laughs> something came out called aliens in the attic that's similar i'll uh, get a lawyer a few yeah. years later. But anyway, yeah. they bought this idea from me. They paid a bunch of money for a bunch of people to write versions of scripts. And then when their uh, deal ran out after a year, they didn't re-up it. So, I mean, I got paid my portion of money. And then they paid a bunch of other people a bunch of money to yeah. write scripts. And then that was it. Speaking so of now, if anyone wants that script, it's like $250,000 they got to pay. <laughs> so no one wants that script right right so now it's back to original idea back to me <laughs> so, yeah job creators yeah exactly yeah but yeah. you got you i mean you got you got paid you know a decent amount for the original script not 250 i'm assuming but no no, no. i i got paid what was guild standard at the time for yeah. story so, by which is like twenty thousand dollars yeah that's you know that's and for a 12 page story fuck that's worth yeah, it. That's great. Yeah, I'll take that. Sure. I bought a new car. There you go. That works. Yeah. All righty. Looks like uh, we got a full crew. Um, is everybody here who's going to be here? Let's see, I even I have an attendance list because of Sesh. If I roll there you go, Sesh. Roll. I just got to roll up. Me, Art, Rex, Jason. Hollywood and Ty. Everybody's here. 
Yo, yo. Welcome. Yep. So this is the round table, folks. We've not done this in many a moon. Um, welcome back. It's, uh, it's been too long. Uh, we did an informal one during a Forbidden Land session. I guess if that counts, we've done it maybe two moons ago. Um, and I don't know why I'm saying moons. Uh, maybe I'm naked. Who knows? Um, or maybe it's the werewolf. In you. <laughs> we maybe help. it's the werewolf. We can help. <laughs> Camera's on. All right. Um, yeah, we're putting this on YouTube. Uh, so let's... Uh, so. Uh, Explicit material warning. Uh, we we say bad words. We say insensitive things. Uh, we're sorry in advance. That's my best policy. Uh, we're not really sorry, but I'll say I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm just saying I'm sorry now. Um, and you know, if if you're sensitive to those kind of things, you know, just you know, hit the stop button right now, and that's fine. We you know, we'll make up for it in volume of other insensitive people. Um, all right, so I believe everyone here is a round table veteran. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So we have no we have no origin stories. We can't ask Dave style probing sexual questions. I mean, we can. It's just it's gonna be boring. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> the, um, the thin veneer of initiation will be gone at that point. Just yes. clearly is us being sickos. So. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah, I got no veneer at all. Um, <laughs> what's uh, let's let's find out what everybody's drinking. Art, what are you drinking? I am drinking a glass of Macallan. Hmm. Ooh, classy as fuck. Which well, how many years? I figured uh, uh, fifteen. Woo! I figured serious discussions warranted a serious drink. Fuck yeah, uh, that is going to be uh, that's going to be tough to top. I can't top that. Uh, I can't Hollywood, top. how about you? A blackberry and cucumber LaCroix. Ooh, mm. Fancy. Nice. I don't know. That's a that's a solid, solid counter. Uh, Rex, <laughs> Rex, what do you got? Uh, uh, now I feel really guilty <laughs> about drinking water. So uh, there might be some gin in the future. We'll see. Okay. Oh, please. Right, I can live with that kind of guilt. Uh, <laughs> Jason, how about you? Uh, whiskey highball. All right. Evan Williams bottled and bond. Yeah, it's it's guild favorite. It's a guild favorite. And Ty, uh, I picked up a Goose Island variety pack today, and oh, I just okay. grabs the brightest orange can. Hmm. Lost palate. It's a hazy IPA with mango and natural cinnamon flavor. Okay, okay. Wow. sounds. Is that a beer or a salad? Yeah. <laughs> How is it? Uh, you know, I haven't even taken a sip yet. I just poured it in my mug. So okay. I'll I'll, I'll give you updates mug? throughout. Did people frosty. get hit for the lack of frosty mugs from our last session? Uh, there there like, was some yelling. yelling. Yeah. Uh, wife's out of town, and so I was, I'm in charge. And, uh, <laughs> and lucky and, regrets get the mug back in the freezer if yeah, problems yeah. i i can totally imagine that's how you i yeah that's that's not my vision of how your house goes, no but anyway. it's mom's <laughs> gone let's play <laughs> minecraft <laughs> dad is great Give us <laughs> even though you know the origin of that quote is a little questionable now but anyway um well we won't worry about that kind of stuff and uh your uh your duck is drinking also Evan Williams, but infused with cherries and vanilla. So a little bit of class. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. 
it's it's the uh, infusion I that my parents love, and so I like I always got like I don't know one to two gallons of that shit in the in the hopper. It, it doesn't last because you can just drink it. It's beautiful. All right. So um, normally, and I don't see why we would deviate from that. Uh, we do a round of what's everybody playing and prepping. Um, we should probably let's let's uh, let's since Ty is going back into the working world, um, let's prepare him. Let, let's have uh, let's go over our expected outcomes for this meeting, and <laughs> um, let's set the agenda. <laughs> and then we'll finish up with opens and uh, ARs, which uh, if you don't if you're not familiar with Intel Polynesia, is action required. So I'll give you job security. Um, uh, I've already read that. Is that not a common ARs term? Mean. ARs? Is it? Do you guys know what ARs mean? I think I needed a prompt, but now I remember. It's coming back to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit out of practice. Okay, that's good. I hate. I hated it then. I'm sure I'll hate it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I never um, been returned. Action required. Action required. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, we're, we we'll do what we're planning and prepping. And uh, if you want to throw in, like Jason, I know you had some Zion quests and stuff. Uh, you know, well, we can do them organically. If you have a Zion quest that pops into your head for some reason, and you want to um, sing its praises or bemoan its lack of, well, yeah, I might need a de dedicated episode because there's some ones I really want to rake over the coals. Okay. So maybe we, we save that for another. Because I'll, I, if we want to do that one, I'll have to actually go read some of the many Zion quests I bought. Um, I have looked at a couple of them. I'm general anyway. anyway I, have, I have opinions. Uh, but we never did. So the, the votes were fluctuating back and forth. We had tie. He was in. He was out. He was in. He was out. Um, so now we're in a three-way tie for what we want a roundtable. We have Mega Dungeons. We have GM Doldrum. No, that's not one. GM Aspirations. So, like, what systems do you really want to play? Systems and settings do you really want to play? Um, and then our I think we've done that one before. I think we have. So maybe we, we, I like the Mega Dungeons topic, and I know that, but I know there's some favorites among the horror games. Uh, are they the about the eventual death and sanity of the, of the player characters? So um, we just need to, I mean, I, and I'm okay if we want to like do two. Yeah, it's all good. Let's start with Mega Dungeons, and then uh, maybe we'll, we'll go into Call of Cthulhu. How's that? Horror games. War games? Horror. Horror. I was just I was just talking about the the system that we you know it's like the D D of horror games. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like D D meets anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um meets risk. All right, so let's do uh let's go around and find out what people are up to. Um I'm just gonna go down the Discord list so art. Yeah, the alphabetical Discord list. <laughs> yes. Let me see. Um, I'm in Doc. I'm in your obviously your Forbidden Lands. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be joining Jason's uh, OSD game next session. Uh, I just did a one shot that may turn into more with uh, Backdoor for Degenesis. Um, oh yeah. Um, when you're done, I want to hear more about that. Okay. Uh, I was in Ty's recent. Call it through the one shot. Uh, there's C Rex Twilight 2000. There's uh, Rex, your Zweihander, if and when that comes back. Um, 
that's what I'm playing. What I'm running is uh, Deus Volt, which uses a D100 Mithras system, uh, and then M Space, which is sci-fi D100 Mithras. So those are the two things I'm running right now. Okay, that's that's uh, that's a good job. Yeah, it's a, it's more than I realized once I started going. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so nice. you want to let's uh, while we're just talk about what what did you how did the the Genesis session go? Uh, I mean, from my perspective, I enjoyed it. I so what what made me interested in giving it a try is because Backdoor seemed so passionate about the the lore. Um, and I think I was saying this, I said this at some point, but I figured that's worth, re- you know, taking a look at, like, cause I want to see what a, what like a really enthusiastic GM will do. Um, right. I don't want my GM to just lay there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, just to get things started. So like the um, girlfriend in the trunk. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Baby, you can bang all you want. Things sound great. <laughs> um, so, and, and but when I read the system, I have to confess, I bounced off of it. Um, not the system, the the lore. Uh, so I'm hoping playing through it will sort of give it to me in a way that uh, gets me hooked the way it seems to hopefully hooked uh, the other players in Backdoor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was you, Rex was in that too, right? Um, Correct. Mm-hmm. And backdoor was running it. Who else? And Pete A was it? Pete just A. Uh, oh yeah, it ended up being just three of us. Um, there was supposed to be a fourth, didn't work out, and I think backdoor is going to try and get a fourth in the future. Okay. All right. Very cool. All right. Uh, I'll do myself last. So, uh, well, Hollywood may have had to run. So why don't we go down to uh, go down to Rex? What are you planning, Dropping Rex? Uh, playing uh, DCC White Rock, uh, Deus Vault, Forbidden Lands, uh, RuneQuest Glorantha, Mutant Year Zero, The Genesis, Stonehell OSE, um, and then I'm running Fall of Delta Green 1963. Um, and looking at my list, I think those are all the games that I'm comfortable calling active. Um, and then I got a bunch of stuff that's hiatus. And uh, the closest thing I'm to prepping at this point is probably Forbidden Lands. Um, oh. But I'm I'm on well because I w- want to really explore this idea of. Um, either having you hand off GM responsibilities in your instance of Forbidden Lands right. and playing... Um, you pick up a character. Yeah. Ravensburg, or, or in the alternative, just handing off, letting me just go to a different area and run some adventures there. Uh, that's why I like the idea of building a stronghold, because then it gives us that ability to you know, have seven or eight potential players and somebody's going to run a session and these are the people who show up. And so they can run these characters and do what mm-hmm. you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, uh, my foundry instance is currently unavailable to me and I haven't made a decision about 
what I'm going to do for paid hosting. Probably the Forge. Um, and then once I do that, then I will figure out what I'm actually going to prep. Next thing is definitely going to be on Foundry. I just don't know exactly what it's going to be. Okay. And, and I think that's everything that I would consider active. So potentially somebody's angry right now that I didn't mention their game or yeah. I've uh, officially announced that Zweihander's on hiatus. So depending on... Uh, what gets you upset? So kinda, uh, kinda, I kind I I kind of figured so. that I could actually run because we're using roll twenty for that. So maybe I need to kick that back up uh, to active. So all right, excellent. Wait, um, which one? You, which was the last one you mentioned, Rex? Zweihander. Zweihander. Okay. Okay. Yep. Grimdark Thirty Years War. So it's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm not, and I think Rex is in the same page. I, I'm actually, I like the setting. The system may not be mm -hmm. the best. It's it's got some some neat stuff, but yeah. And I and I haven't delved into it as deep as Rex has. But you could just switch yeah. systems because it. We could, we've matter. talked about that, and I don't think Rex <laughs> would Rex would not disagree that you know if 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 we love the setting and we want a slightly different mm -hmm. si system that that's perfectly acceptable. Right. Because, we, you know, yeah, there's we have a, goals we want to get out of it, and system matters is what right. I nope. hear somebody say. Players there's a matter. yeah, players uh, matter too. A, <laughs> a system called Warlock, which was yeah. oh yeah, uh, um, the guy that wrote it is kind of an homage to like you know uh, '80s British role playing games, um, and uh, it definitely was kind of a Warhammer esque uh, flavor. So. I have considered kind of switching over. It's just, it's work. And I was kind of hoping that somebody was going to do a, like a warlock module for foundry. So I could move over there. And, and then somebody was doing his Y hander module for foundry. And I'm like, well, okay, if I can do it on foundry, then I will make my pieces Y hander um, and keep running it. So the, the setting I'm enjoying and the rules aren't bad. I mean, I really, I think essentially we're probably being overly persnickety about some of it. It's a D100 system. So, you know, if you've played Call of Cthulhu or other games like that, then a lot of it's going to seem pretty familiar to you. It's just um, the big gigantic rule book for what you, I feel like what you really get out of it, that rule book does not need to be that big yeah. and needs an editor so yeah yeah i do like i mean there are parts that like i like the professions bit it, it seems to meld in with the like the game the 30 years war pretty nicely because um, but yeah i mean yeah i mean we could we could have done it in gurps right? so. <laughs> you could have done it in gurps yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying like if you want to if you want to a system with a lot of different like big rule books and lists of things. GURPS, you know, GURPS will, GURPS will fill that need for you. you. Can fill all your holes. All right. Is that uh, you got? Is that everything, Rex? I, I mean, there are uh, there are way too many hiatus and pondering things for me to really. Uh, yeah, we don't need to drive all those up. You know, the yep. pain's still fresh for us. So. It's Jason's fault. He said he wanted. He wanted me to do OSC ahead of Numenera, so. Yeah, helmet, helmet, just sitting in the corner, sulking. 
Makes sense. Um, all right, Jason, with that, go ahead. Sometimes you just got a little lie, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty quick. I think my active playing is just well. I'm <laughs> welcome to my life. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I can't let that stand. So. Yeah. Are we trying to impress? Impress anyway, right? Right. Yeah. I don't have all night. <laughs> Good things to, to sleep. Do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Fall of Delta Green with Rex running PD's Greyhawk Five E game. Hollywood's 5e Curse of Straw game, and I am running um, the Stonehell Mega Dungeon in Old School Essentials. Yep, and uh, Dungeon Fantasy is picking back up here, I think, right? Um, theoretically. Oh, did Dave? Well, oh, I mean, until it until it happens. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I yeah, there's a bunch of kind of sporadic stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit of '77, Murps. We and Jersey '83. I, I reminded him about Jersey '83. Went, you know, he does what he did a Pete thing. <laughs> then, then silence. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe when, maybe if after the summer, after Labor Day, we'll all stop wearing white and we'll start <laughs> and get back to get back to '83. And then my big prepping is uh, Mothership. Eventually, okay. I'm ready. My body's yep. ready. All right, that's me. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, maybe not since the last time we talked, but not too, too, too long ago, we put, uh, or I put one ring in the white event, which was a GURPS Powers light set of games on hold or on hiatus. And so the first thing that I started running since then is Mutant Year Zero. So we're a prep session and the first official game session into that with uh, Duck and Rex and Pete A and Cliff. Mm-hmm. And that's going uh, oh, wow. pretty well. Yeah. New uh, player. This is only Cliff's... Has, is this his first, or has he done another? He's we did ask him about this. I think he's been in Backdoors. Call of Cthulhu. One of Backdoors, mm. maybe, he'd been in. Oh, really? Oh, um, I'm not sure. It may be his second. But certainly, he's he's pretty fresh. Like he's pretty it. fresh. Yeah, so we're we're getting going with that, and that's uh, coming together. That's fun. It's taking up a lot of my uh, my thought space. Um, and as Art suggested, there was a one shot Call of Cthulhu uh, session, like a true one evening, one session, three and a half hours. We're done, just to kind of see if we could do it. And so I'm I'm kicking around. Uh, some more things I want to do with 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 that. I, I'm calling it Miskatonic Valley, so it's just like 1920s basic system setting Call of Cthulhu, and I just can't got, quit Call of Cthulhu. I can't. I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the the Kickstarter stuff for the second edition stuff. Yeah, just the PDFs just came out, so I was I've been perusing those for ideas, but uh, I'll probably revisit that as when I can. Uh, and then I'm playing in Ducks Forbidden Lands, which is great. Uh, Fall of Delta Green with with Rex and the guys, uh, 1963, um, and Ducks DCC um, White Rock, and Jason Stonehell OSE uh, Old School Essentials, yeah. which those are all great. Yep. So they're having a lot of fun. All right, and uh, most of my stuff has been mentioned. I really, 
I'm, I'm running White Rock and Forbidden Land, so only running two things, but it's every when it's duck it's Wednesdays with duck. So <laughs> every other every Wednesday and they fold into each other's Forbidden Lands and White Rock. And that's been all right. And uh we've really gotten the reps in. So uh, yeah. We're you know, we're we're making progress in White Rock and uh I think they're building up treasure in Forbidden Lands. Um I uh had pulled an old school module off the shelf because I was curious how well Forbidden Lands would handle it. And it was, I thought it went really well. Um, and then uh, it got pointed out to me that I already had one dungeon crawl and it wasn't that big a module, but like there was a lot more of the module left. And so then I just, I was like, oh, I short circuited it and I think that'll work out well. And then we'll, we'll, we might go back to, you know, kind of hex crawling across the map and trying to find uh, some artifacts and maybe uh, build a fort and or we can also talk about, uh, you know, I, I can be maybe after the wizard, we uh, we switch over to Rex if he's ready. So uh, I'm up Oof. for too soon. All right. Well, Dollar. you know, that might be. <laughs> OK. <laughs> um, yeah, but I am, uh, you know, we're not talking about aspirations, but I think with two like, you know, every week having a session that I don't want to add anything on. But once I get out of GMing Forbidden Lands, because I think White Rock's going to be a longer one. Um, and since Rex eventually will uh, wants to run Forbidden Lands, I think I see that one ending sooner. Um, but uh, my, I, I got I have the uh, Deep Night Revelation Traveler stuff. Mm. So bring in and, and what is that? I saw the big stack of books that you and Art. It's a it's an adventure, kind of a, and it's a uh, it's an a adventure. Deep Night, okay. Deep Night is like you're going out into the unexplored vastness of space on some and there's this thing with like a huge ship that's just kind of crawling across space and there's like kind of a star trek vibe where you're exploring weird shit and i don't know it's like five books so it's like anything you want it to be pretty much hmm. i've got pirates of drinks too which could be another one but some gurps traveler so i'll take like real traveler adventures and then just port them over to gurps and that combined with getting you know getting a foundry gurps thing running i think would be pretty cool so that's my that's my aspiration. Uh, playing in uh, everything that's been mentioned: um, Mutineer Zero, Jason's OSC, Deus Vault, Curse of Strahd, Greyhawk, the Dungeon Fantasy Middle Earth. There's Backdoor Salt Marsh, uh, which <laughs> had a failure. Oh yeah. Uh, so we haven't heard any more about that. Um, and and Comrades came up because we were talking about that uh, guy who wrote it because he also wrote a mm -hmm. uh, fiction book. Um, I really, that, that's, that was a, such a great, great group of guys and great setting. And the rules were pretty cool too. So I ended we know, yeah. and then C-Rax Twilight 2000, that appears like that's on definite hiatus, um, in Jersey 83, uh, Kerps White event, all these, all these things. So sad, <laughs> but, um, and my weeks are still full of shit, so that's okay. Uh, it's all good. It's not like I never have enough to do. <laughs> Um, and we do have, we still have, uh, we have a, a bunch of Starforge stuff that we should get back to and Ironsworn stuff that we've been having fun with. So, um, oh yeah, I forgot Ironsworn. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. You, me, Pete. And mm -hmm. Is it just the three of us? Uh, at least when I played it was. Yeah. 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 He, he offered to walk me through a bunch of it at one point and I should take him up on that at some point. I, I really want, did. yeah, yeah. I yeah. really want to yeah. get into that. I enjoyed it's what good. I did so it, far. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a decent it's a decent system and it was I really great. want to I do more. Huh? I thought it was great. 
yeah like yeah. it was it was like totally beyond my expectations it, it to me like if you have if somebody says hey you know this got canceled it's a friday or saturday night and we want to rpg it, it should definitely be on the list because it's like no prep and you're you're rolling on random tables and there's no gm and you're just going i like it anyway i do like that. and i want to do more starforge i mean i like iron swarm um, but yeah the starforge thing really appeals to me so i can't wait till that you know all that when that when those books come out i'm definitely gonna probably put some one shots on the calendar and stuff Teach people. Yeah, I can't. I can't think about it until the the books come out. I'm just okay. not not worried anyway, that way. I have I've printed when well, I was in the beta test, so I have like printed and bound copies that I can work. Oh, okay. With. I even yeah. made cards. Of course, the problem with that is now I feel like oh, should I go print out all the new cards? Like, oh. mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. So it's I mean that I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, so um, that's what we're playing and prepping. That's a pretty good list. Although I feel like I feel like we've pulled back a little bit, and I think that's probably you know the summertime. Uh, me personally, I've pulled back just because people aren't running as much. Um, but also, you do you not know, sound I, like you've pulled back. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. I'm only running two things. I mean, if you like, that's true. I've been running like not, but not. I mean, I've been I'm stuck to a certain frequency, but I was running like four or five things. And that's yeah. that's too much. Because, <laughs> yeah, I find like running two things, I can at least like I don't forget all the prep I've done for the last round and I'll start the next session. <laughs> so I've got that going for me. So two or three is probably my limit of what I want to run. I should make a note of that. I'll probably break that at some point. But I've been I've been doing all right. And then playing, you know, as long as I can fit them in my schedule, um, I'll play almost anything. I love this stuff. All right. Um, so let's talk about Mega Dungeons. So this yeah. was, <laughs> uh, who, who came up with the Mega Dungeon as a roundtable topic? Was it Jason? I think I brought it up because I wanted to talk to you specifically because White Rock is a Mega Dungeon. Yes. Um, is this is the, the Mega Dungeon, like, <laughs> yes, I'm running a Mega Dungeon. And we all say, hi, duck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, but what were you thinking? Like, um, I, I, yeah, that's a big I guess there's a couple things because part of my mothership prep is there's kind of a mega dungeon in the mothership world. Right. Um, and I was, you know, I proposed that to the potential players and no one really took it up on that, which, which I appreciate. Like it, it doesn't need to be that, but for me running Stonehell has been such a joy for some reason. Well, not for some reason, but <clears throat> I was, that's what I was kind of noodling through is I'm, I the the few things I've run kind of strictly from a module before haven't been like my favorite because I'm I like the more kind of PBTA style I like to improv as we're running, um, but running Stonehell has been an absolute joy for me um, because it's such a big thing to like dive into without the like world lore. So we have it set in our Asia setting right. um and art asked when we did his character like is there like lore for this i'm like well yeah. <laughs> not really um <laughs> it's it's kind of generic fantasy and we just kind of run games here um but w as we play there is some kind of um player driven 
lore that's kind of happening. I think even just accidentally, like with the party being all human players, like is there something going on there? Well, uh, there's um, a character who's writing a treatise on the history of dwarven uh, races in Asia. Uh, I, I think it may be due in September, so we'll have to see. We'll have to go talk to Thorgrim. So, yeah, um, interesting homework. Well, uh, Thorgrim's gone <laughs> missing. His his Twitter oh, no. his Twitter's been deactivated, oh, and no. uh, yeah, so yeah. who knows what? Maybe we have to happen. go on a quest for Thorgrim. No, uh, it's possible. Uh, or maybe He's in the world uh, Grim, of Grim Grimnorn's uh, dwarven faction iced him. So um, oh. you know, yeah, the the dwarves are not the monolithic entity oh. that uh, the outsiders perceive them to be. So saying so yeah you know i, I i'm gonna pile on with jason's comment so um i've run i've run modules and i throw like i'll pull module stuff like i did in forbidden lands out and uh i've generally had pretty good luck with it um and i but and i don't and but i'm exactly like jason i like to like oh well you know maybe this you know the players say this and i'm like yeah well maybe that's what's going on the thing i love is uh for a lot for i know for white rock and i know for one of the other mega dungeons i have i think stonehill has this i haven't read stonehill since i'm playing it but please stop like i, I wouldn't that wouldn't be fun <laughs> I, have you seen the episode of community where chevy chase reads the module um <laughs> no it's it's a must see by the way where uh abed runs the D game oh it's so good um i mean i think it was in, it was the second or third season which is like the peak community it's just if you haven't watched Community second and third season, you just you should. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. It, so the they build up like if you do a mega dungeon, you know people, and you know you look at like Keep on the Borderlands or In Search of the Unknown is even worse, right? Where In Search of the Unknown in the original module, every room like you rolled to see what monster was was in each room. <laughs> And it yeah. was just like, yeah, here's this uh, zoo of monsters. Like, how do they all interact? Well, in White Rock, and there's no spoilers unless you haven't listened to any of this stuff. So I'm only going to talk about the levels that the players have gotten to, right? You start off at the top level where there's these quote-unquote monks excavating um, the castle, but they're really slavers. And they're trading with these orcs that are on the site, you know. And so they've actually defined these factions, and there's a whole, like, section in how they interact. And so what I do is when the player's like, oh my God, we're, you know, we're running away. Um, well, you know, okay, you know, they did this and they did this and they got halfway through this level. And okay, all these people that are still there that they haven't encountered or that they encountered and got away are going to be doing X, Y, and Z while they yep. spend their week in Silmar talking to the, you know, the silver-haired uh, elf uh, uh, who needs double crits to hit. Um, and, and I'm doing a wink, wink, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and they come back and like, you know, then, you know, the uh, they've built the, the guards have built up a little turnstile where you have to pay an interest fee. Of course, they're the heroes, so they don't have to. But, you know, and then you get down there and the factions have, you know, there's been a shift in the power factions and stuff. And I love like I sit down like I sit and think about that. And that's the like one of the best part of GMing to me is that like, oh, faction play. OK. Yep. Yep. And, and that's think... what we're go, go ahead. No. I was just gonna say that's kind of where we're finally getting into. You know, when I pitched it, I said there's especially as we get deeper into the dungeon, like there's yeah. more stuff going on, but it is a living place. So right. 
Well, and like with, I mean, trying not to spoiler for people who haven't listened to it, one of our characters, Ty, <coughs> uh, decided not to fight in an encounter. And I think that's opening up all kinds of possibilities. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it kind of zoomed you through part of the dungeon, which was cool. Um, and now you guys get to be involved in some of that. I very rarely decided not to fight. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, and, and, you know, when you guys do the dungeoneering stuff and when you use your your player knowledge and your your character skills like i want to reward that so you're yeah. still getting xp for that stuff you know the encounters you just walk, talk your way out of like that's still experience yeah. earned and a big thing for me is like the prep is done you know like i i can i've prepped level one i've prepped level two and that's just there and then we get to explore it and especially stonehill i don't know about white rock but there's no like box text. There's no. Um, oh, there's a, there's italicized text in White Rock. But the, so there's none of that here. It's just the bones of this like framework, and then there's like broad swaths of in each quadrant and each floor as each floor and then each quadrant um, has like here's kind of what's happening, and then I get to kind of play with those and then let you guys interact with it. And it's it's I don't know. It's been a joy. It's been a joy, and and you guys are great. You're you're doing s such good job. Um, just you know, exploring it. It's fun to kind of watch you guys um, glom onto things that maybe aren't huge things, um, and then if they become uh, you, you know interesting to you guys, then I can kind of roll those in somewhere else. And yeah, it's 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 been fantastic. Good. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I mean, we're thirty odd session, thirty two sessions into White Rock now, and yeah, I mean, that's we, did, crazy. We, didn't hit, we didn't hit White Rock until session eleven or twelve, but still, um, it's great. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's more prep for me than a PBTA because, and in Foundry, right? I have to like, <laughs> you know, and I give them clues, like you know, they find a, a an elevator down, and, and I tell them, yeah, that's going way, way down, like it, you know. <laughs> n equals seven kind of down um and uh but you but i had to go prep that level that that elevator went to because you never fucking know with these guys so like in and it's just it's just like and for a while like you know they gave me these maps some you know this is just a little minor rant but like the maps like they put a grid on them and the grid is not completely regular so oh, if i try right. and put a foundry grid on top doesn't match so i went in and erased the grid and then put a foundry grid oh. for one level wow yeah now i'm not doing that there's just gonna be it's just gonna be gridless and foundry and we'll, we'll and the, it out. the the north thing the north is thing, always yeah, like always fun to listen are, to yeah the maps are in the book right like in an eight you know a normal style eight and a half by eleven book but the maps are they've got the listeners they've got the map's labeled one way, and then the text in the thing is written another way. And every once in a while, when I when I really like think about it, I'll go look in the italicized text and like cross it out. But on the fly, it's like, oh fuck, what the? You know, I always get it wrong. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's still like the White Rock. I, I'm I'm pretty happy. Like they have the whole faction thing. Um, it gets a little silly, but um, yeah, but I mean that's us. Yeah, that's us. We like to be silly. I might need to weasel my way in. It's possible because I've yeah. I've been a I've been a listener for a long yeah. time, and 
part well, of. I, think I get some complaint. Like we have six players in the party. You're oh, gonna that's have right. Seven now, right? That's right. Yeah, we're gonna have seven. But what we could yeah. do um, is we could. I would be willing to like maybe people that complain the combats are too long <laughs> form a splinter group and like you know there's probably enough stuff in here to go off in different directions mm-hmm. and then we could have crossover sessions and stuff um but we could like split the six players into smaller groups and then maybe add a couple people on i'd be willing to entertain that um i still like the DC well, we've, go ahead Rex. yeah we've already done that in the sense that we peeled some characters off because right. the party was just too big way too big and the combats were were not I felt like a lot of the combats weren't particularly interesting because we just had so many characters to get through. Right. Um, that kind of the law of big numbers, you know, somebody would go hot and blow up all the stuff you had planned to do, uh, except the guy that wrecked us. Oh, that was and fun then, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to so, listen to. <laughs> so it's interesting to hear you guys talk about how much you enjoy running them because I'm in, I'm proud of the fact that I convinced Jason that he brought this subject up. Um, no. yeah. I just have a uh, terrible memory. That's, that's perfectly fine. So you know. happy with that role. I do, and if you I only do... if, go ahead. I was gonna say, if you only give me 50 of the hundred dollars, I lent you back. That's fine. <laughs> Call it a wash. So. I do want to get your guys' take. Because you got uh, Ty and Rex, you're you're both in both of them, right? No, I have a take. So, <laughs> um, I'm here for it. So I will preface because that's what I do. Um, between White Rock and OSE, this is by far the most time I've ever spent with a D and D type mm. game. So I don't have that, you know played a bunch in high school, you know, played throughout college. I mean, I dabbled a tiny, tiny bit. Um, so I don't have the nostalgia thing to compare it against. Um, and, and basically both games I'm in are mega dungeon games. So I also don't have. No, oh, interesting. Yeah. What, whatever the normal experience would be like, is, is a normal experience like a five room dungeon you clear in a session or two and then you go back to your town and, and, level up and you know, spend your loot. So part of my take is I don't really know what to compare it against. Um, so I was kind of in the, how is this different from, we spend a couple sessions in dungeon A, clear it, we're done, go back to the town, and now we'll go find dungeon B and we'll explore that versus we spend a couple sessions in White Rock then we go back to Silomar, and then we go back to White Rock. Like, I don't know, other than I get the idea that there's an ongoing story and the consequences of earlier actions will we'll go later. But I didn't know if there's a, a, a difference in the feel between playing D&D you know, in a more traditional way versus playing in a mega dungeon. So that's out there, and I'm... Ty is probably going to be better suited to address that, I think. Um, and then the two groups we have that I'm in, dramatically different experiences. Um, yeah. yeah. 
White Rock is murder hobo central. Um, yes. And it's just like, there are just no meaningful discussions about, well, maybe we should talk to this guy or, you know, <laughs> it's just, okay, let's stack up on the door and here it is, close quarter battle time and boom, what, what do we walk into this time? Um, which can be fun, but there are moments where it can be kind of frustrating to me because um, I feel like maybe we're, we're leaving some story on the table that we could, could enjoy and which is why I thought it was awesome when Ty did the, well, let's talk to him in the Stonehill game. Um, so those are two different experiences for me. Um, and at the risk of, of duck screwing me, I, I feel like Stonehell I'm enjoying a little bit more. Um, You've said that before. I haven't screwed you yet. So uh, I know, but I fear if I keep saying it at some point, there's going to be a price to be paid. I, I, I honestly <laughs> don't feel super responsible for the murder hobo thing because yeah, I you got Derek up, and John in your party. It's yeah, I, I bring right. up hey, you know, I try and like I you know I hear I, I hear Duck lay on it. Yeah, I'll, you I'll don't have to kill everything. Yep, right. but nope, but you. Oh, yeah. Gersh also Gersh is right there. Oh yeah, right. Gersh, Gersh yeah. is yeah, he's got that thief. Oh, he's he's a little too good at playing a you know sadistic <laughs> killer. Although I I empathize with Gersh's character because that's the character I'm playing in Strahd. So that's true. Kill all the children. Well, you're pretty good at it too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> checks out. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm and you know glass houses and stones because you know apparently I I can you portray have a war criminals pretty well. So <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, no, oh, uh, no, Duck. I don't hold you responsible I, for that. It, it's, I, it's, it's absolutely. I think we're all as a group we're we're responsible for that story, um, right? In and in the in that sense, and it, you know, it's never too late. Uh, you know, we can maybe we have a, a. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta. You've got to. We've got to work with the style of these guys, and I think what John and Derek and Gersh bring, like. I like that they're, I like the fact, I like the shit that they bring. I mean, I could see, and I, I understand your frustration. I, I feel the frustration too. I'm like, well, you know, like, anyway. Yeah, they're like, or even like trying to like, there's a little bit of like, <laughs> you know, the big flashing light with a clue sign to it. And you do pick up on those occasionally, but. Um, right. And I don't even think I would go so far as to say it as a frustration as much as, um, it's a it's a very defined experience in White Rock. We're basically just going to go fight stuff. Every session is what are we going to fight? How badly are we going to suffer? How many spells am I going to lose? You know, is Matthias going to rock out the crits and the massive damage, or is he just kind of kind of sit there? Um, so it just it it can get kind of samey, um, which is never a great thing for me individually. Um, mm. And so, and I think part of that kind of led me to, well, is this what a mega dungeon is? Is it just like a whole bunch of samey and, and, and does that then become like a reward in itself? Is it like running the marathon where you're like, ah, this is work, work, work. And then suddenly, ah, oh, 50 sessions. This is, I feel great, you know, cause I haven't done it before. So. I, well, I mean, I yeah, thought, I mean, yeah, we could have started off like, when you guys, you kind of, well, I don't know. I, it, yeah, it's just the way it works. I've, out. I've, I've talked a lot. I think Ty should talk some. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think about what, what would you like to hear about from me? Um, Maybe uh, if you're looking at like, so Rex, you're in OS, you're in Stonehill and White Rock. Mm -hmm. I, I know that you share, and I, I mean, I understand the combats have, do drag a little bit in White Rock. Um, like, but, you know, you comparatively, and don't worry, you can't actually hurt my feelings because I would have to have feelings. You'd them. have to have them. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, um, like, um, you know, and or and or like is, I guess the question Rex, Rex asked that thought you might be able to answer was, mm -hmm. is this what you would expect from OSR D&D? &D? Uh, uh, no. And, and, but I don't, I don't think that mega dungeons are the norm. Um, and the, you know, especially the, at least the material that I gravitate towards. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what Rex described and the hex crawl and the, here's a little dungeon here and you take your licks, then you head back to the town and you heal up and then you go to the next hex and, uh, or you're playing, you know, A1, A2, A3, and A4 sequentially, and mm -hmm. you know that's that's kind of your your story comes out of that. Um, I I haven't played in a in a mega dungeon before these two. You know, I think I'm trying to remember the timing. I, I started in White Rock. You guys had already started, and I asked to join, and Rex or uh, Duck graciously let me and. Um, and that, that was right about the time you guys are going to go to the, the dungeon in the first place. But I, you know, I just wanted to play some DCC. Mm -hmm. um, and then for Stonehell, you know, OSE was kind of the new hotness and I wanted to play OSE and, and play with Jason again. And uh, so it was like, it's just the timing of what I was more about the system and the opportunity than, oh gosh, I want to play a, a mega dungeon, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I mean, because they, I mean, they're, they're similar, but they're, they are different systems. Yeah. Although what's kind of interesting about you're White, the one that has to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and although what's kind of interesting about the white rock is, I mean, it's a DCC system, but it's not a DCC module. Right. Correct. So I think duck, you even caught this the last session uh and i forget how it was phrased but i mean basically we're kind of maybe behind where we need to be in terms of like power gaming or we're ahead of where we need to be. like you're a little ahead I, i'm yeah. i'm almost level five and i i think we're on level three of the we're, dungeon and we're three of the dungeon. Yeah. and i'm you know we're fighting orcs uh which you know would have been you know great you know, a couple levels ago. Big orcs, though. Big orcs. Big orcs. Yes. I do, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But so I don't think we've, you know, the the kind of the crazy. We always talk about DCC being this bonker system, and outside of the spells, that's not really going to come through. I expect until maybe we get to no, lower I mean, levels. The, lower the levels on the stuff, I think give us the crazy to me also for. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe not. It, this, but the the not the, I'm I'm thinking about the story more so than the oh yeah, yeah yeah the funny stuff you know the weird stuff that can happen and oh yeah it's definitely yeah. not I mean it's a Goodman Games module but it is not a DCC module so it's not, not DC, yeah it's yeah it's before You're they not went the weird stuff that happens the in the funnel weird funnels shit and, and portals and you know all mm -hmm. that crap yeah so, so uh, you know I'm I'm having a great time and I I show up with a smile on my face every week and yeah i i i'm i'm as probably more vocal than others about the combat and maybe it's because you know 
uh, maybe it hasn't been as difficult as it will be later, just because we're we're kind of ahead of the curve so far. Um, in, well, I don't know that anyone's died. Ahead I don't, of the curve. Yeah. Uh, I don't well, know I mean, people. John's characters died three times, but you bring him back. No. Okay. <laughs> well, di- there's dying, and there's there's close to death. Uh, we re- right. Re- technically, re- we roll the body and points three times. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, lost a character. Um, we haven't entirely. done that since the funnel, really. And then, uh, or, and Derek's thief. Member of the party, is that right? It, yeah, it's when everybody had two or three characters, and Derek had a wizard and a thief, and uh, his thief died in the wizard's tower. I forget where the thief died, or even before, uh, even before we got into White. Didn't Rock. someone get killed by a member of the party? No, not permanently. Oh, not permanently. <laughs> yeah, there was the whole necromancer thing, um, right? Where the party fought itself, which I thought was just great. Didn't John also have an evil sword? He did. Oh yeah, he killed. He but brought back the light. He he critically injured. Oh, the that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, people. So you know, it depends on, like, you know, I, I I'm a little leery. I, I will say, I I've had like I don't want a TPK, and I'm a little leery of even killing characters, even though you've probably got too many characters, and we've got backup characters. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still. I I you know I I've learned to be a fan of the characters and i want your characters to survive so um yeah but i you know and i it's a it's a tough job because you you don't want to kill anybody but if if the combat isn't threatening then let's not make it let's not stretch it out and let's just get it done and move on to the next the next thing um and, and yeah, so a lot it's, of it it's is, a tough it's tough i'm not yeah, saying it's, it's easy to, to, to balance tweak, that and the stuff how do i tweak it so that the combat feels threatening without like TPKing you. And I'm always leery. Like in the past, I've turned that knob up maybe a little too far. Mm-hmm. So I'm turning it up very slowly. <laughs> so maybe yeah. not. I like, I like Rimnorn a lot. I want to see him succeed. I want to see him do, but also, you know, I want to see him do cool shit. And, and I would uh, argue he has done a lot of cool shit. I'm not um, saying he hasn't. I'm not saying yeah. he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> don't, put, don't put words in my mouth. Um, yeah, I think the, the, my perception of the challenge that Duck faces is because the variance in magic in DCC and the fact that we have two magic users, mm-hmm. I mean, we can break a, like, a, you know, Duck's really elaborate planned combat because we spell burn and we get great rolls and we put everybody to sleep. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah, like, well, there the we go. Demons, the toad demons were going to like, we're gonna rip you new assholes. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Good. It could swing. It could swing the other way. Yep. Um, but uh, whereas I don't feel like OSC has that type of variance. I mean, right. my perception is that the magic user over time is going to get more powerful. But um, um, you know, but they'll have one. They'll have, you'll know how many spells they have per day, and you know it's not like right. they could get lucky. And you know the power of the spell is not going to vary depending on how they. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah, it is. But then it the, is very yeah. the flip side, like last session, you know, Procus did jack shit the entire time. He he just kept yeah. he kept losing spells. That's what he was offering. Yeah. Was yeah. watch. I I know less and less magic. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so then potentially we could get white. Um, so I would not. I mean, the more I watch this, I enjoyed DCC, but I'm not sure I'd ever want to run it because that would 
weigh heavily on me. Like, how do I balance this out? Um, yeah, I, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I deal with it by just kind of uh, ignoring it. And, there you go. You know, like, and, you know, as long as everyone gets that, you know, I'm trying to keep their characters alive and trying to make it challenging and I'm walking that tightrope. And, you know, we may have, and, you know, I mean, I love John and all that kind of stuff, but every time I have to explain to him how to roll his D die. So that slows combat down a little bit. After 30 something sessions. Yeah. So John just wants to drink beer and roll a D20. That's all he mm-hmm. wants to do. And I'm pretty which is great. And I want to be there. And like, the other thing is like, and actually Gersh knows what he's doing. And I think Gersh is doing great, but like Gersh is in this game. And I text Gersh, and he texts back, and he, you know he's ready to go. And I mean, the, I'm going to keep White Rock running forever, just as long as I get to keep gaming with Gersh, because I have no other connection to him right now, right? So mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else in the guild does too, and I worry about him. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, I think it's good. Um, and you know, I am like you, yeah. I'm struggling with you guys are overpowered for the area, and then yeah, eh, it's a struggle, yeah. but it's still. Fun. It's interesting though that that the characters feel like they're overpowered, but then that combat's taking too long. Like, shouldn't it be the... Well, here's the, or is thing, it just... here's the thing, too. I think OSC, like, if you think about it, you can't really compare uh, OSC now to... Like, when we get 4th and 5th level OSC characters, I think combat's going to take longer. Everybody will have more hit points. We might be doing more damage, but you're not going to hit every time. So as in old school games, when you get to higher level combat, I think it takes longer. It can be really quick if a spellcaster gets a sleep spell or something. But, um, and, and yeah, I mean, we have this, we started off with a huge fucking party with, you know, Rex still has two characters because they needed another you know, warrior. You know, the the other thing you kind of got, we hinted at earlier is maybe it's not so much that, well, I mean, they, I would say that in, I don't, they take as long as they take. That's fine, yeah. right? But yeah. it's yeah. also that we we fight everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, all right, well, here's another combat that's going to take you know three quarters of the session, um, which doesn't leave a lot of time necessarily for yeah. Uh, you know, and if we didn't I mean, fight you don't everything, fight people in Silomar. There's been there's been sessions where we haven't had a fight. So and that's good. Good point. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, I guess I'm thinking within the dungeon. Yeah. Um, and like I said, well, and I tried, I don't know how hard I hinted. I hinted after, but you know, you, you've hinted very hard. Okay. Well, Jason, gets, like, you know, you, as you a listener, up, I, I hear you saying, yeah, you came you upon don't need the to slavers. fight everything. Yeah. You came upon the slavers and I started talking about, you know, the scene in star Wars where they mm-hmm. pretend Chewie is a slave and they take him down. Nope. We're going yeah. down. Oh, look, there's a, there's a breastwork yeah. and we're fighting the breastwork. Hey, that was a great fort. Grimnorn surfed right. over the breastwork. But no, yeah, rather than pretending you have a slave and doing the fucking Star Wars thing, you go fight. And I'm like, okay, that's what they want to do. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to railroad you. Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. do. The only, the only reason we're talking about this is because we're here talking. Is because we're it. here talking about it, right? I, I mean, it's not, I this isn't, it's, these aren't, these aren't fatal flaws in the system. And no. this just, but I do want to like I do I do want to be responsive like like I I do listen to you guys and I listen like I listen to what Rex said in Forbidden Lands like oh I'm God, I'm in a lot of dungeons and I'm like yeah we are in a lot of dungeons and so mm-hmm. boom dungeon over um, yeah. and so yeah I I do I am customer oriented um, 
despite what people may think, despite what my manager says. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah, we can talk about, you know, maybe uh, we have a little uh, come to Jesus session with your group if you want, um, because there's still options to not fight everything. So yeah, that's, anyway, a, that's an interesting thought, right? Like can have a session 0 0.5 in the middle of the right, campaign. Right. Hey guys. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like an intervention, just yeah. make sure you record it. Yeah, and yeah. Art, you've been very quiet, so uh, I'm going to make. Yeah, you... let's talk about other stuff. I, I, no. I just want to say, I, I really appreciate being able to run this. I, I don't like the module after module. It's a lot less prep than having to kind of do the. As much as I love Dungeon World, and I want to get back to that with, um, with Duck and Rex, I want to, I do want to play that. This is very easy. Like it's very relaxing for me, and you guys are doing a great job. Um, I love so it. yeah, if it's yeah. Easy, it's it's all win then because I'm having a yeah for sure yeah because yeah. you know I don't get to I don't get to play in a mega dungeon except here so yeah and we were joking about it earlier about the lore and who you know who's going to write up with it like that is you know I've I've had you know write a background from Grimnorn forever and mm -hmm. like I would I would like to that would be my contribution you know if I ever yeah. Well, get around and, to doing and, it. And you know, I you we did you found your fancy shield at some point, which I rolled on the random table. Mm -hmm. Um and but you know, it tied into some clan or something that you know mm -hmm. you could you could pull on that string more. I'm perfectly willing to to yes and you guys uh, as yeah. much as you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean the toad demons were uh, like they're the, those were a roll on a random table because you guys were fucking around and found <laughs> out. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? because Freaking cleric! I know it's handsy. It's, it's always his hands to himself. It it's is always handsy. You know, it is his name. So perhaps we should. <laughs> I mean, what were you expecting? Yeah, it's in his nature. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, Carl. Just yeah, I love Carl. Carl, all the the, the group of guys. It is it, of all the like in all my other cabal stuff. You know, we get the same guys, and those guys like Rex and you know, Jason and Matt and they were, you guys, amazing role players, but the way, like, you know, maybe we should just sit back and enjoy the, the bullshit gonzo crazy, which is not just DCC, but I think is Carl Gersh, John <laughs> and Derek playing in a fucking D and D game. And like, ah! and, you know, that's in Derek's voice, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, little buddy? Right. I was, uh, gonna say I don't know that I would really want to have a sit down with those guys and <laughs> and try to talk them into playing You're differently because I really get the like this is what they want to do like mm -hmm. they just want to roll dice and kick ass so, and remember you know, that time when Rex tried to introduce strategy to our group and we just all kind of like exactly. rebelled against and them remember remember yeah. every time that you fight like the when whenever your DM like designed a module, he set it up so like if you're stupid about strategy, you're gonna die. Do you remember that? Time? Right, right. <laughs> Which is why Thorgrim, I sent Thorgrim off because Thorgrim would have no truck with this group. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Whereas that's totally you know, Matthias is too dumb to realize these guys are gonna get him killed at some point. And and Prakas, well, Prakas has his own agenda. So yeah, yeah. I love uh, that. Apparently, everyone dying in the group is not necessarily a downside. No. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, hey, you know, yeah. I just had a thought. We, if we do like, and I'm willing to take two groups. We we break off the diplomats, and we <laughs> let the murder hobos go, 
maybe we bring <laughs> Thorgrim back, right? In a separate group, and we bring Jason in. A little more RP. We could even dungeon world it. How would that be? Anyway, wow. I'm, just, I'm just spitballing here. Let's, let's right. go too crazy. That's too far for. Is it too far? <laughs> I don't. I don't think there is such a thing as too far. What we could Mithras it, right? Art? Well, but, but well, let me. Did, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Does Grimnorn? Does Grimnorn jump over? We'll make Art talk a lot in just a minute. Okay. So does Grimnorn jump over into the diplomatic group, or does he stick it out with the murder hobos? It's gonna be a tough decision. Okay. Huh? I mean, you're. Well, I'm assuming you're asking Grimnor, not me. I am asking Grimnor. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you're hey, asking if, if I would, which one would I would you, go would for. Would you switch to the diplomat group? Who else is in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, assuming, I'm assuming something like Thorgrim or, um, you know, uh, gosh. Yeah, I'd bring Thorgrim back. Um, maybe <laughs> it's just you too honestly everyone yeah. else is a killer <laughs> well yeah i mean we're the ones here on the podcast well, like so we, no we yeah we take but we take you rex and jason and we split off another group maybe what we do is you guys if you want keep playing this counts of white rock yeah there you go um round table white rock we you know maybe we bring thorgrim and ty you bring odo and we give Jason a character, and you guys go do shit, you know, like uh, as you follow along behind the murder hobos and like <laughs> build the coalition. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be willing to run it if you guys want. I'm really sorry about what my friends did. They were They're abused as children. And we, we, we have your bowl, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not willing to commit to anything right now. I, uh, uh, but it is it is putting you on the spot. It's like, yeah, do you want to? Would you? Would would Grimnor split off? No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, no, I'm not ready to to blow up, break up the band. Uh, yeah, it is good. I I like it. I mean, as I, a listener, it's too. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like what you guys are doing. I I do. I hear you. I hear what you're saying about the combat. Um, I'll have to I'll have to see what I like. I am somewhat constrained, but mm-hmm. taken under consideration. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I'm, you I'm know what? what? You can only let's put a pin in it. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to it. <laughs> I, I we're, in the, we're in a meeting. I'm just putting this on we'll, the ZBB line temporarily. Let's take this offline. <laughs> and I got to say, <laughs> my job has none of that in it. Oh, you're missing out, man. And yeah. sometimes that's the thing. I'm like, am I missing out? Like, I, my wife's job is 180% that. And <laughs> like, I get irritated listening to her job yeah. um because we're both working from home now so I, I wonder how i actually would handle it if i had to do meetings oh, or would yeah, I... it would drive you fucking insane yeah maybe that's yeah. why i would end up shooting you know yeah probably you know somebody. I, you're totally you're totally like the guy comes into the office with a rifle and gets you <laughs> you know funny story uh <laughs> <laughs> one that one time when i was i don't know if i was in college but one time I'm i was not editing any of this shit just yeah yeah no no, no this is okay um i remember one time i was talking with my dad and he's looking at me and he's like, I don't know if you're as calm and collected as you appear to be, or if you're going to become the next Texas tower shooter. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to keep you on your toes. That's right. And so, so my own father wanted the same thing. Nice. Nice. No, you are. In- <laughs> of course he's going to have. Honestly, it feels like his own failure. It's not my fault.
Oh, it's my <laughs> yeah. 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 Who who is to uh, blame here? Society. Yeah, Dude. I am. Um, so, about the 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 mega dungeon, my first mega dungeon. So it's sort of interesting to listen to you guys talk about it because I my perspective is as complete noob coming into it. And I think I said this to Jason, the thing that actually appealed to me wasn't the idea of like, oh, it's dungeons for miles and clearing rooms. It's the idea that the few that I've looked into always had these interfactional relationships going on that the GM, I assumed, was meant to sort of track a little bit into the background. And Duck, you sort of you know, hinted at that. It's sort of that's what you're thinking about. And that's the part that always attracted me. And then I was like, okay, now I just need to find a system. Because this is the thing I find interesting. Like when you guys said, I'm going to run Stonehelm, I'm going to run White Rock. Did you do it with the thinking like, I'm going to run this for the next seven and a half years? Like when I started running stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because when I started running stuff in the guild. 700 pages of White Rock. So I'm like, yeah. yeah." Okay. Because I always assumed like, I got to give my players an out. If Mm. if they're not having, well, Well, I mean, I figure if they're not having fun, they'll bail. Yeah, there's always an out. Uh, Right. But then it also brought up the second question. Like, you know, because if, so, so it, so when you commit to a mega dungeon, it, it could you're doing it intentionally, thinking this could be the commitment that is one worse. half of my Richard GMing. Okay, because um, then the other question I sort of have is, you know, I was asking Jason a little bit, like, you know, what do I need to know about the lore? What do I need to know about the background of my? I'll be playing a druid in his OSE mega dungeon. Is there a part of it that is like, you know, what for a little while? Don't think about it too much because you might die, and that's just part of. And then don't worry about dying. Thing. It's an OSR thing. Okay. I mean, and you just sort of, you just, and, and like, yeah, don't worry about dying because we'll just figure out a new way to get your character in if you right. screw up the first yeah, one. Yeah, because I, I feel like I, yeah, I mean, I started the game with two hit points in Jason's game. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, dying is a thing. I, I, I honestly, like, her, her stats are so shitty. I don't know. But, you know, now I'm starting to care. So that's the problem. <laughs> so that's sort of how you guys as players would approach it then you sort of or even as gms you sort of do do you expect your characters or your player characters to be the ones that finish if you get there or is it just no. making sure the players themselves are the ones no i don't even care if the players finish honestly i okay would, it's, a, it's a great question though and we can ask jason as well jason i may have but like so maybe for those two of us running mega dungeons like what attracted you to the mega dungeon that made you want to run it to me it was i i don't know i don't know what it is like i am fascinated with like just the the, the faction bit so i i'm attracted to mega dungeons where you know it's all intertwined and someone's thought about the economics and the uh, sociology of all of these things interacting it's not i think it i think like if you go back to the earliest old school modules like the let's pile a bunch of like caves of chaos is not a mega dungeon per se, but it is like, you know, there's the goblin caves and there's the orc caves and there's the ogre cave. And, you know, and there is a little bit of thought to how they interact, although, you know, it's not the best, but then there's a lot of rooms. And I think it's that, that to me was like, that was old school D and D because the first module I ever played in was caves of chaos, keep on the borderlands. And, you know, that experience of like, I was in elementary school <laughs> and my guidance counselor was describing, you know, as we crept through these caves and we we're fighting these monsters and I'm like big eyes and all this kind of stuff. That's 
that experience is what, and that maybe that's why I'm drawn to Mega Dungeons because they remind me of the Caves of Chaos. Jason, why is there something like that, or what draws you to Mega Dungeons? Um, I guess it was it was two things really. It it was a stable place to play. Um, without just being only the like political machinations that maybe we could get in a city because i think that that sounds maybe really interesting but also kind of exhausting as a as a dm trying to do all of the just political stuff because now we get both like there's there's parties happening and you know as much as you guys want to get involved in one side or the other you can, but that that stuff is there and it's in the background. But we still get the fighty bits or the tactical bits, and the exploring um, bit, yeah. and the exploring bit, and and it's it's that, and it's it yeah, it's it's the the faction stuff. It's the the exploration is is huge. Um, you know, when we started this, I was trying to figure out a way for you guys to map on your own. To where I, you know, I'd be like, you're in a ten foot by seventy foot corridor at the end you know and only describing it to you that would be a little bit too hard i think playing online um and it would i think slow us down um but i i do want that exploration piece to be a a bit of it and then it's just that kind of stable base um to to play around in yeah cool yeah you know if the players need to drop the the players drop that's yeah i I get it it's it's fair yeah i think in my mind, I wanted to just set it up. I wanted to play it. And I, you know, I, I could see, uh, like Ty's uh, Call of Cthulhu game, right? We had people rotate through. And I think that's okay. Like when you get to those long sessions, I'm okay. You know, if Ty wants, you know, Ty, I think is near his bandwidth limit. If he wants to drop out of DCC Wirock, even temporarily, that would be fine with me. And, you know, then maybe we bring Jason in because he's sitting in the wing. I think that. I'd be willing to work with that stuff. I just, it's just, I wanted to run DCC and I wanted to run a mega dungeon. And so I did. Yeah. Yeah, no, plans, no plans on dropping. <laughs> Never. I've scaled I, back I, plenty. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I just use you as an example. And if anyone right. like, yeah, I, I'm very happy with all my players I have now. I'm willing to, I'm willing to like throw another group in there. Uh, but I gotta like, I'd have to work that in with my, uh, Herps Traveler stuff too, but uh, and Forbidden Lands, but I'm I'm willing to consider it. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, because going back to the, what I was saying at the very beginning, the reason why I wanted to get into Backdoors to Genesis was the, the his you know love of the setting. What always gets me excited to play a game or to run it is the setting, not the rules or you know. Mm-hmm. And so I I probably project that a little bit onto other people. So um, that's why I was kind of curious to hear what you had to because. It sounds like in both cases, it's kind of the setting of these mega dungeons that drew you. Yeah, for in. me, it was both setting and I wanted to do DCC, um, and so I was looking for something. I mean, we could have just done hex crawls in Asia, and I would have been probably pretty happy with that playing DCC, um, or you know, done individual modules. Um, but it was that combination of like, you know, we were DCC for a while was the super hotness in the guild. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I gravitated it more than most. Um, and then I, and then this white rock thing, and it was like, and it, you know, the connection, I mean, it is Goodman games, but it was written for D and D 3.5. It was before they made DCC. So, but you know, the spirit is there and it's not hard. 
to convert, especially when your players are overpowered anyway, and you're you're changing the stats on monsters as you go. So I would never do that. And I think much like that, like just like I did with Mothership, I wanted to run old school essentials. Um, you know, I, I bought all the shit. I bought all the adventures that that um, Necrotic Gnome had put out, but then pitched like. Do we want to be traveling heroes? Do we want to be home base in a town? Or do we want to do a mega dungeon? And no matter what, I had everything I needed because I had already bought Stonehell because it, <laughs> it seemed interesting. And mega dungeon kind of got, got, got the most votes. Um, so, you know, you guys all got rumors that there's other stuff in the world um, or observations, I guess. There's other things uh, around. Um, but we kind of started at the at the dungeon and we can poke around and if you guys want to fuck off and forget about the dungeon we you know there's there's oh, plenty yeah. to do in yeah and naturally the in the area guys, that's, that's also a thing um yeah I, I if you guys want to bop out of white rock we can do that too but you know i know ty has this dream of fighting a dragon there may or may not be a dragon mm-hmm. and dream, kyle needs his dream lips his hold yeah right Yep. But no, good questions, Art. Is there... Um, well, I'm, I'll be curious. We'll have to circle back to you and see what you think of OSC. I think... Uh, yeah, I'm excited thing... to, in a few months, like having Art and Pete in and kind of get their take on what's going yeah. on. And... I wonder, too, if, like, you know, and I'm not sensitive to Ty's comment about my comments taking too long at all, but we're going to come back to it. Um, I wonder if, <laughs> if, because, if because system matters... Um, I think OSC, you know, OSC being, you know, BX uh, is, especially at like first and second level, you know, it's, you know, we're fighting snakes, right? And yeah, you know, we're, we're eventually, you know, not Kyle, but one of us is going to hit one of those snakes and kill it. Or we're going to like our red shirts are going to die versus, you know, DCC, you start off like a level one warrior has a deed. You know, and then you have to explain. Right. You have to explain to John what a deed is <laughs> every time. <laughs> and I love you, John. Um, I don't think he listens to the roundtable, but anyway, I love doubt him. he listens. Yeah, but uh, so uh, yeah, I think I think DCC is a little bit has a little bit more overhead than OSE. OSE is to me. Oh yeah, and one of the things I love about it is so bare bones. It's very, I mean, it's basic, and that's great. That's you know when that's what you want. It's yeah. There's nothing to get in the way of our uh, like that thing you ran, Ty. The uh, uh, the dungeon you made. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I am so like one of the things. If you like, if I had to give a job interview tomorrow, um, I would probably bring up the fact that like, well, yeah. Then I came up with this idea to rip off the thing's arm and use it for <laughs> fishing in this thing. I was so proud of that, and that's very old school. And I think the mm-hmm. system kind of urges that. And that's what I like. I think DCC wouldn't prohibit that, but DCC's got when you have more bells and whistles, like oh, I right. can do this spell, yeah. and because you can yeah. roll perception, right? Like there's no perception right. in in OSC. Yeah. It's fucking figure it out. A, what what are well, you that's doing? Like, DCC that's why really I, doesn't have a perception roll. I've been well, doing yeah. That. And so I wonder if I should take that out and go because yeah, I've been because Forbidden Lands is that way. It's like if the players do what you think they need to do to find something, they find it. So I, I'm curious if that's a better way to go because maybe that's what dcc is supposed to be like i do like the roles though i like the trained intelligence role just to like just to like prompt some like and the crits and fumbles are fantastic but i don't know know. 
that's that's one of the reasons why i mean i we talked about you know talking to the goblins rather than killing them and part of that was because i didn't want to do another fight and number mm-hmm. two i'm a first <laughs> level magic tell. user i'm a first level magic user with a single spell right and you know there's only so many daggers i can throw so i wanted to try something different and yeah jason went with it and it was great it was fun and your and was, OSD encourages that because there's less built in that's available to you that you can just oh, okay well let me try this and try something different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, DCC I don't think would maybe with the spells. Yeah, I mean DCC being so gonzo might encourage more combat. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, you guys haven't really tried. I don't know that there's <laughs> ever been a case that you've tried talking to someone first. Well, dungeon. and we don't need to necessarily because we can kill anything. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe that's part well, of maybe, yeah, speculating. Maybe I don't know. But that that could be and that actually that's a very good comment because well, so goblins power, but even, at you guys up. even at the beginning, like you've got a hey. deed as a warrior, right? So yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, an interesting point. Yeah. And, and and now I have to admit, I I'm kind of worn out on the deed thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that. I got that sense. Well, uh, like, I don't. It's not that I don't want to do it, but it's just like, okay, how many times? Well, I joke about how you yeah. went and found that document because you get tired of me asking for what your deed is. <laughs> right. Well, right. I, I it was that, that's what you asking. I just had I could come up with any more ideas of yeah, well, interesting and, things and to think, do. Yeah, I think, but I think just saying, you know, we go, we can, we can, we can roll back on having to role play that every time. Like, just you know, yeah, yeah. It's, to me, it's an interesting design decision because I think what they were trying to do was get away from having to write rules for a hundred different feats. Right. And, and because again, my understanding of 3.5 is it really right. leaned into um, almost this computer style, you know, you're building your character and you're taking particular feats and, and you're going to have combos and this, that, and the other. And this is, and this I, is why Pathfinder is such a, like, it's a, a min-maxer's paradise, right? Right. So, um, so that's great that they say, you know what? Screw that. We're not going to do all that work, which I think is the real thing behind it is we're not going to do all the work, yeah. but we'll empower the players. And it's like, you know, sometimes when you give the players a completely blank canvas, you're not helping them. Um, yeah. So I, I had the same struggle, particularly with Matthias, who's shooting arrows. There's just not that many cool feats yeah. you can come up with with shooting an arrow. Um, I, think, and so, I think what we just need to do is we need to say, you know, we, we just need to use it as a mechanic and not stress about coming up with a cool feat every time. Right. It's just if you get your deed die, then, you know, we come up with, you know, maybe we just, yeah, we don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make it, I, it shouldn't, it shouldn't bog us down. Right. And right. I, and the, I, the, I, another, the one thing I would suggest is potentially for all the, that duck you do is you, you give people some PBTA license to add something to the room description, like, you know, Matthias wants to shoot the chandelier and have it drop down over that orc, and it's just wide enough that basically it'll pin his arms to his side. I would, you know, and obviously, allow that, yeah. you know, your talisized test does not talk about any I would not, chandeliers, this, that, and the other. But I, I and the problem I is, feel like I hope you never get the impression that, like, right. if I would have to have a very specific reason to not yes and you, I really, if 
you know, I, I, I always try and lean in when you guys really do that kind of stuff. Right. If I, I just think potentially then you're going to have a different problem because you've got some people in the group who are PBTA and the shit out of stuff and other people who don't get it, who are like, they're just going to make shit up. We, we've, we've you didn't say anything about a chandelier. I know, I know, I know. I don't think that's going to be a problem, but and I, you know, maybe they'll. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Well, we can see. Okay. So I like, yeah, throw throw shit out there, and I'll I'll yes and you, and then we'll see how they react. I, I love PBTA, so, and I'm always. I think mm. that that element, I will be almost willing. I mean, you can't yes and everything, but I I will try and yes and everything I can. But yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I felt that the deeds, like even like, you know, the, you know, everybody's getting tired of coming up with deeds um, and that's okay. I, I think maybe we just, you know, we roll the deed die and we don't specify it unless you have like some killer idea or, you know, something you think of that will really help you out. So maybe we just keep the deed die as like a, an additive bonus unless you think of something you really want to do. And I'm okay with that. But, uh, All right. Uh, what else can I complain about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to say really quickly. I don't know if everybody feels this way. I, I think there's hints of it coming up with everyone. One of the reasons why I wanted to get into OSC, and I said this to Jason as well, is like those goddamn books are great. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah, love those are. books. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good. It, yeah. It's rare I, that the books make me want to bust it out, but it's the case there's, with these. It, the, I mean, layout matters, uh, RPG designers, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, and aside Jason's comment about, I think it was Jason, about the index, could use a better index. It could use an index. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there's like the there's the tables on the insets, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's sometimes hard for me to find things, but when I'm reading through it, it's just, oh, it's just a pleasure. It's their just adventures pleasure. are just so good. Yeah, I haven't looked at any of their adventures because I'm playing more. Yeah, so good. I've held off for that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Whole Oak, which is yeah. which is on our map somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. Oh man, it's so good. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I maybe you guys will find it if if you eventually go to town. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to I, at some point. I think we'll have to reset. And um, I mean, that wasn't a hint, but. <laughs> whole whole, whole is is on the map, and yeah, their their adventures are so good. Cool. Well, um, do we want to have some closing words on Mega Dungeons, and then maybe we can talk about horror RPGs? I don't know that I have anything in closing. I'm excited, and we don't have to play for seven years, but I'm I'm enjoying yeah. running it. It's <laughs> it's, it's very really good. yeah, like. I'm well, willing to run it as long as I have players that want to show up. Right. Yeah. Where did Stone Hill come from? Who published it? Like, what is it? It's it's self published on Lulu. It's it's written for Labyrinth Lord, which is another okay. BX yeah. system. Yeah. I, uh, Labyrinth Lord is uh, it's AD and D, right? No, uh, I don't think so. I, I, I think, think it's BX. BX. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, I've got it right here. Um. But the prices in Labyrinth Lord for plate mail are the same as in One E. <laughs> yeah, pushing, but I did I'm look at my glasses up on my nose a little bit because yeah. I was a little concerned with the amount of XP in Stonehell. But I looked up and Labyrinth Lord and OSC have the exact same uh, yeah. XP levels. Yeah. yeah, and there's things like that that I think it just yeah I did that is the one thing with and I'm glad you adjusted that that was uh, yeah otherwise yeah 
like yeah i mean i don't want to especially in osc like in like a level one thief for like 20 sessions there's no fucking way i'm gonna survive right, right. So you need to have the first couple levels go by fairly quickly i think yeah and ty and i had a conversation about xp and gold and in dungeons and i i went back and i looked at some of the uh, necrotic gnome stuff and there's just barely enough gold in there to get somebody to level two to get a party to level two i guess um and that would be about four sessions so i think that's kind of the pace i want to keep yeah four sessions is about four sessions yeah yeah that's sounds good and then and then to me like I am trying to figure out, like, I, I think that the leveling up thing keeps, play, like, in White Rock, like, but, I, you know, maybe I've leveled them up too fast, and that's, so now if I slow it down, are people going to get frustrated? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to yeah. Play by ear. So. It but, is nice, though, in, in DCC, you can give out, like, one or two XP, and it means something. Right. If I give out one or two XP, it's like, eh. <laughs> no, you can just give them out, and you can give five, give out. right? Yeah. I'd have I mean, to give out. The equivalent. I think 50. It's five to ten. Yeah. A multiplier five to ten between the two systems. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I, honestly, like I give out XP like it's candy, especially like you know when I'm drunk. So and I let <laughs> you know I'm, I'm willing I'm willing to let that stand because that's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. You know maybe they and, think and they're pulling one over on me, but I don't. Care. The the headline should be that you guys are doing a great job and we're very appreciative and thank yeah, you. Yeah, I do running. Doubt. Yeah, and for all the bullshit you guys give me, like I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't have it any other way. I want you to give me bullshit. I want you to say, like Rex's comment in Forbidden Lands, like it was I didn't take it as an insult at all. It was like a like a like, oh my gosh, we're in like we're in so many dungeons. Let's go back and hex scroll because this is Forbidden Lands. And I was like, Yeah, yeah we're all players, right? Like we Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't ever feel like And yeah, you guys are all everybody here is obviously yeah, a GM. Like, well, like, combat yeah, tie goes combats are taking a while. I will actually listen, like, yeah, they are taking a while. Why is that? We'll, we'll try and make it make sure everybody's having fun. Yeah, critical. And I I want to applaud Ty for taking his whoring for XP to the meta <laughs> and doing it in Cabal mm-hmm. with two GMs to butter up <laughs> to get XP. So that is just that's some high level it. play. I mean, it's sure. just, Talk about the advanced in your Dungeons and Dragons. That's your advanced. <laughs> have I done that with Jason? No, I didn't appreciate it. You have not done that with Jason. Okay. You just did it. <laughs> oh, the, I, the buttering up. I think uh, the big takeaway is we I'm want to thank you from the bottom of our heart. Yeah. Thank you for your service, Doc. Thank you for your service, Jason. <laughs> All right. I sleep better at night knowing that you're a man. We're at home. Yep. <laughs> You don't think he let's really about, appreciates me? Let's actually, let's let's turn this camera around. Let's talk about horror. horror. Actually, can I just ask one no, quick no, 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 no. hypothetical? Yeah. Just real quick, uh, not to derail and spend any time talking about it. If OSE and DCC, if those kinds of systems didn't exist, what would you run old school in? Uh, oh. I would use my original yeah, I'd go red back. and blue BX books. Yeah. Okay, so you'd go back back to the or okay. i would or, or i think ty would you i might pull a d and d books out i would use uh, yeah this is yeah. an honest answer i would use mace rats mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, now, someone uh, introduced me to labyrinth lore uh lord and i 
like it was i was like oh this is yeah this is great and then i i read it and i was like i already have oh, all this, this. bx yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> already <laughs> which is already. kind of the argument with ose as well it's like Except we all have they, this they stuff already but it's so much better yeah and and the guild, I mean, I, I learned about OSC from Jason, and I was like, okay, well, the, you know, this is guild approved, not some random right. uh, yeah. BGG guy. If, you know, yeah. if you know Jason's going to run it, yeah, I mean, and yeah. then you've got a good reason to get it. And, it means it's yeah. good, and it's easy to run. Yeah. If Jason's and it means that you're going to use them, right? <laughs> I mean, all these dumb. things, like, if, if, if a guildie says, like, I'm getting this, and I really think I might run it, I mean... Even if like it's a it's a chance thing. Well, I mean, I'm going to get it, of course, but um, but then you I have it, have it, and then when I'm running, <laughs> you know, like I bought the Conan books, and like I sat down one weekend afternoon and read the Conan books, and like those were great. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't have a lot of interest in 2D20, but it's a very interesting system, and it matches Conan really well. So I'm glad I got both. <laughs> At least yeah. the main book, right? So mm-hmm. and then so that's I interesting. Play Conan and have the book. Nobody would do new systems; they would all just go back to. I might. Nobody do five E or would work. Five E might. No, work. I would I mean, not do five E. Pete Pete's running five E with Greyhawk, and uh, that's been fun. It is. Uh, Maze Rats is a new system. It's kind of the it's, true. It's, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's OSR. rules light OSR stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's D sixes because I like D sixes. There's zero chance that I would, if it wasn't for things like OSE. I wouldn't even be in the OSR. Um, yeah. So, um, like, if 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 the OSR didn't exist and I was going to run like a fantasy dungeon type thing, it would be Dungeon Worlds that I'd run. Um, oh, there you go. So, uh, which still could happen at some point in time. Just yeah. Could. could you do a mega dungeon with Dungeon World? That's interesting. Mm. Could it would get it would get. Yeah, you'd want to. You'd want maybe not. I don't know. You'd you maybe want to do more of a um, what is the blades in the dark? Something with a more of a like there are PBTA or PBTA adjacent things with more resource type stuff. Um, But yeah, you could. Yeah, blades could could do it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. I was just curious. I would. I'll just pimp. I'll pimp Mithras. I would run it at Mithras. That's what I would do. Yeah, Dungeon Fantasy. Anyway, so anyway, on to horror. I just Good wanted answer. to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think uh, for the old dungeons, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of decent systems. Just depends on what you what exactly you want. What you're into. Yeah, and there's a lot of good systems. Like I and I don't think Rex would disagree. Like there is not like there may be you know there may be five systems that are about the same. They're going to be able. They'll give you slightly different experiences each one, but you know, for any given setting, they'll be able to give you an ex- a good experience. And but there's just so many systems out there, and there's a lot of good ones. Um, and you know, the the nice thing about OSC is it's got the nostalgia for some of us because that's what we started with. So. Damn, it's so easy to run. Yeah, and there's that. Yeah, it's, and it's you know, they did a great job with those books, and it, you know, it's like if you. If someone had to say, you know, five years ago, what would it take to get a lot of people running OSR? <laughs> yeah, BX. Yeah, BX <laughs> systems. They would come up, you know, and the, and it was a competent corporate team uh, that worked on it. You would get OSE. That's what you would get. Mm-hmm. And now competent, I understand the uh, inherent dichotomy in saying competent corporate team. Um, anyway, such things do exist occasionally. 
Anyway. I think you meant to say a blue ribbon government panel of technocrats because they clearly not. can't do anything wrong. I did not because so. I, I, you know, there, are, yeah, there are things. There are systems suited. Yeah, I think system matters. There we go. <laughs> government matters. <laughs> uh, wow. We yeah. should move on. We should. All right. Uh, so let's talk about yeah. horror. Uh, did art? Are you feel like? Did you get all your thoughts in on? Yeah. Mega okay. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. That's that's where I end Good. up. Good. Well, I mean, and this does, you know, this you will at least get to use your OSC books before you resell them for, you know, pennies on the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn vultures. It's a deep well. It's a deep well, and I love to go to it. Um, but, you know, then, like, I'll ship you your D66 dice for free because you're always giving me free shits. <laughs> I'm st- I still think, and I'll probably owe you a few drinks anyway. Like I'll have the I'll run the the memor- the art memorial traveler campaign with all the <laughs> nice. All right, I'll build um, them a bench at the con. Yeah, so I'm gonna let uh, so the horror game topic was ties. So I'll let you introduce it. Uh, I think it was Rex's. Is it? But, Dang uh, but it. Rex wants everyone else to like think. He like tries to plant these ideas and like other exactly. People. I'm and I'm just enabling him because I love Rex. So yeah, I, I want Rex to put his ideas out there, okay. so that we can we can jump all <laughs> over them and tell him how wrong he is. I just want to say I've I'm spinning my top and it's not wobbling. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, so here was my subject that I want to discuss. Um, so I've I have zero background uh, in horror Cthulhu you know I didn't really read the literature I never played Cthulhu until Ty's game that I was in um, and then I picked up Fall of Delta Green which is um, a Cthulhu mythos game the, the premise is there's this a super secret shadow government organization called Delta Green that uh, fights the unnatural um, they use like a cell system, so they'll pull a team together to deal with a particular problem. And they they very strongly emphasize in that rule set that and, and Fall of Delta Green came out of the Delta Green Kickstarter when they Delta Green became its own standalone game as opposed to a supplement for Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so it was like a add-on feature. Ken Height wrote it, uh, but that whole branch of Cthulhu gaming, um, like a, an understood and, and presented accepted reality is your players are going to lose. They're going to go insane or they're going to go die. Um, but maybe they'll just stave off for some small period of time. The onroach uh, or the onroach enroach enroachment of encroachment of madness and i did switch to red wine by the way um, nice nice uh, uh, you know of madness and in in the ultimate demise of society you know that's very much front and center in that rule set that that that's the experience everybody's signing up for um so the struggle i've had is because i don't have the background in that i don't i don't feel like i have a lot of tools in um, my arsenal as a GM to really present that. So 
you know, my 1961 game, there was a lot of slow boil and there was, there was some very subtle hinting at things. And you really, it wasn't until the finale that the players really confront, confronted something that was truly, clearly unnatural um, and, and had to deal with it. Uh, my 1963 games kind of, kind of, gone the same way where it's got a lot more to do with the John Le Car novel than it does, you know, Lovecraft. Um, so part of me is like, am I just doing a bad job with this? You know, because I feel like everybody knows if you're running a mythos game, you got to have this, that, and the other. And what's wrong with you? Hey, seed, why can't you get, why can't you deliver this game experience? Um, so the books, for these games say that that is the accepted reality. But what I don't know is, is that the accepted reality? Is that what people at their tables actually expect um, in their games? And so that's what I want to talk about. Okay. That's a good talk. I want Ty to weigh in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I get where you're coming from. I, I think, um, I mean, I, and I, I kind of, said this in the in the the chat uh when i thought i wasn't going to join and now i'm joining but it, it's it's i guess it doesn't have to be like that i don't think it i don't think it i think it often isn't about that like i think i think what i keyed off is is you know you phrased it as it, it's about that like that's the point of the game and what i was my response is basically well i think it's really just those end up really just being kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're interesting, unique mechanics. They're, they end up in interesting uh, role-playing opportunities. But, you know, you don't play, or I don't play to go insane or to get killed in these games. Um, but I, I think those, but th those, you know, the, the insanity part, I think this, I think the magic systems get uh people are too afraid of magic because i think some really cool shit can happen with the magic uh and you, can die. Or you I, and you can die or you can end up teleporting yourself across the fucking universe mm -hmm. like that's fucking awesome and that and that that's in that's well, in the lore and that's in the, the in the writing and what was that must be the guy that was teleported but, yeah. yeah but but so i i i think I don't, you know, when I play or when I run, I don't expect to die. I don't expect uh, to go insane. I know it may happen. And, and like, I just was really hoping that, um, you know, Duck's character in World War Cthulhu was going to go to zero sanity. And he didn't. And so the other thing is for all the, all the, all the talk that it gets and attention it gets, I don't know that it really happens all that much. Did anyone? Like, I don't think anyone lost their sanity in your. No one went. No one went to zero sanity. I, I think, and so I think it's a reflection also of how the GM runs it. Yeah. You know, are they? They you got the gloves off. Yeah. yeah, you want to lean into it. You can pop up a, you right. know, a couple hellhounds or whatever, and and slice them up. So, uh, I, you know, I think it's, it's 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 almost kind of like a, a joke. You know, it's almost kind of like a shorthand for. You know, I think the shorthand for what people talk about is is different than the the reality. At least, as what I've run and what I've played in, 
it just doesn't happen as much as and so it's really about for me especially with cthulhu it's i want to experience the mythos and that's everything from the creatures to the weirdness to the unknown to the magic to the sanity like i want to see all that that kind of stuff happen um and be part of the story but it's not it's not what i'm you know i'm not looking to kill myself now uh and i will point out though that the way we ended your session called Cthulhu was everybody mm -hmm. dying. <clears throat> um, was that everybody? Let's see. Or, or you know, no, no one had to like go off into the sunset and live a happy life. I think there is a. I think just by the way the mythos is constructed, right? That the I forget what I don't know exactly the word I want, but the essence of the mythos is these things that you are fighting are enormous undefeatable yeah. um if, unless unless you're it. a fucking canadian with a torpedo um they're <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it, and, and unknowable undefeatable like you're yeah you're 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 railing against the infinite right and you know and that's somewhat an analogy for a lot for real yeah life. i mean uh, rex did rex keyed off on that he did he said something along the lines of yeah you're yeah. just you're you're delaying maybe not the inevitable but you're delaying something that's you know, going to continue on in some form. Um, right. And well, yeah. the way you described, I mean, everybody dying at the end. I mean, that was just a we way were to done. End it. We were done yeah. with the campaign. And I said, all right, you guys write your own ending. Yeah. And you guys picked all that. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did. I mean, yeah, yeah. it wasn't I, mean, I really wanted to. I really wanted to kill Rent Boy. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, feel like, I feel like I did doesn't? everybody. Yeah. I think Kyle may have had a like. I almost kind of thought Kyle's, you know, character may have ended up end up Maybe. in uh, uh, Cold War Cthulhu or a Descendant or something. Mm. But oh yeah, yeah, that, um, that would have been a good option. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it but, was. I guess it was up to the the players, and we all did decide to go yeah. away. But yeah, I mean, Rex, I mean, you you you're doing a great job, and you know, if, if you wanted to have more of that, um, uh, you know, for for I mean. I was, the reason I wanted to join join the game is because I wanted to try Gumshoe, and I was intrigued by the Vietnam setting, which is quite foreign to me. So that's that was my attraction, you know. Um, and so, however, however you were going to run that, you weren't you weren't going to a uh, uh, not not disappoint me. You, you weren't going to yeah you weren't going to disappoint me in the Cthulhu sense, because the other parts that I was interested in gumshoe and Vietnam are, are there. And that's what I was looking for. And I got it. So. Right. Well, I feel like I've cheated you on gumshoe because we've gotten really, really uh, talk heavy and, and roll light. Um, mm -hmm. So. Um, but isn't, isn't that, isn't that kind of in the spirit of gumshoe? Yeah. Like you, I, you, you give us the, you know, there's a spend here if you want it. Um, you give us the clues. I think we're using the system. I, I I know you feel like sometimes we're not, but I I and we have had sessions where we don't really roll dice, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, I think that happens in every game. Yeah, or most games. All right. Well, I'm just. Yeah. We got a session coming, and uh, maybe uh, we'll be rolling a lot of dice. So, and that, and I might yeah, be, I might be killing people. Depending on what you guys do when you go to that mountain, so um, which I think is fair. 
And I, I <clears throat> so as a as a player in both of these games, and I'm not like a huge gumshoe person. I'm not crazy about the system, but I like the games you're running. Um, I, you know, I like the settings. I do like the kind of intrigue and espionage piece of it. And as players, we get distracted by that because that's kind of what's pressing. And then when you put stuff in, like, okay, you see this weird fucking painting, roll stability. Like, that stuff, to me, I think that's, you know, in the literature, that's kind of what happens a lot of the times, where, like, oh, let me look at this weird book. And then I wake up three days later, you know, and everything is different, and, you know, I don't I don't feel good. So I, I, I think the mythos stuff is there. I, I, I do think it's, I mean, and you, you, you mentioned this explicitly, it's obviously a lot more in 63 than it was in 61 um which i do appreciate i i like that there's been some visible monsters for lack of a better term um the <laughs> i and i think um i can't remember yeah so in 63 we're seeing our stability right Yes, I I like that more than the hidden stability, hmm. um, because as a player and as players in the guild, we or in the cabal, we typically lean into that stuff more than maybe other groups do. Um, and I tried to lean into it even in sixty one. Like Frank was not stable um, by the end of that right. game, so he was kneecapping people. Right. Um, but. I, I think if my stability, if I knew what my stability and if it was lower what I, than what I assumed, I probably would have leaned into that more. So I do like the tweak you made here. Um, as a player, it it feels great. Like I, I like the balance. I liked both games, it, but I do like having more creatures. There's more explicit mythos, right? Like the Santeria stuff and the, um, and maybe it's, I'm more familiar with Vietnam, but the we, we we're seeing a little bit more of it, or we've seen a little of it than we saw in. Well, good. I, I do feel slightly more comfortable with it. Some of it is Ken Height wrote this book, and he's got like a ton of. It's a classic Ken Height info dump. Like he's got a ton of stuff, like all kinds of stuff from the mythos and all this. And I look at it, and it almost overwhelms me. Like, well, like what's what's too powerful, and what's you know, what's unrealistic, duh, um, you know, to present in this game, you know, is it, is it really appropriate to have Cthulhu manifest versus some intermediary? Um, so uh, I think it's my lack of experience that's holding me back with these games as far as exactly what to throw. And the fact that I love espionage games, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, uh, you know, part of me is like, do I just want to run one where I just come out and say there won't be any mythos? It's just going to absolutely be a puzzle and, and you know, uh, world of mirrors where you're not really sure who you can trust and, uh, and play out that way. I just I don't know how important that um, fantastic element is. Um, versus like a pure historical role playing, which is probably a topic for a another uh, cabal. But um, well, that's good. So I, uh, I don't I, know. I, if... I have two thoughts to that. 
Um, one is I th- I think the the espionage stuff, you know, that's that's what you're interested in, and and I, it's been super fun to play that that side of it. Two, if you're not going to include ho- horror, would you still use Fall of Delta Green? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, it would, it would seem because then it might um, negate maybe some other things you've said in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Check. Well, then of, then of course. <laughs> I couldn't use Fall of Delta Green. So. <laughs> I disagree, but... Right. Although <laughs> I will say in Knight's Black Agents, um, which is but also... You want to take vampires out of it. They, they actually say in the book, you know what? You can actually run this clean without mm. any vampires at all. You can just run it as a techno-thriller espionage game. So I don't remember... In follow Delta Green, if they make that same assertion uh, just in there, book. so well, it's possible. Um, unlikely that I would ever stick with it long enough to actually complete the book, but there you go. Um, so, Art, do you do Cthulhu role playing? And if you don't, like, what would you be looking for? If someone said, "Hey, I'm going to run a game that's going to have a mythos element," like, what would you be expecting going into that? Right. So I, I feel like I, I might be getting this wrong. I, I feel like this discussion is separate from actual horror and more of mythos. Like, yeah, well, you're probably right. I, and also like on one level, like, you know, you're setting up the expectation. Like, is, is it to quote like the American wannabe band rush? Um, <laughs> the point of the journey is not to arrive. So for me, the idea of, how my character ends up is not really something that weighs too heavily. Like, especially I know in Cthulhu, that's part of the, the mythos is the idea of, you know, insanity, death, facing these things. I I think for me, what I would, I would love to play more Cthulhu. That's always one or run it. Um, That's always like one of those aspirational systems. I never do it because I know a lot of other people run it. And I always think, well, I I won't read anything because I'll jump into those games. Um, and and I think I've mentioned this before. I didn't realize what Fall of Delta Green was when you first started running it. And every time you describe it, I'm like, Jesus, that sounds really cool. Um, but if I were going into a Mythos game, I, I think what I would want personally, um, and what always draws me to it, it's it's a chance to explore. This is, I don't know if this is sacrilegious to say, I don't love H.P. Lovecraft's writing, but I love the ideas and the potential his setting creates. I, like I've said it six times, I love settings. So for me, what I would be going into, and it's part of why I've stayed sort of, you know, uh, clean on exposing myself to it, is just getting to explore something that no other game is really going to let you explore. Um, it's not just it has that it has monsters, like everything has monsters, but it has monsters with the understanding that it's this overwhelming thing that you have to deal. And 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 I think one of the greatest strengths about all these games is that you have to play as human beings. You know, I'm not playing as a dark elf, you know, against the octopus. You know, it's I, I think it's very important that 
we get to play these human being characters to help us sort of internalize these explorations that I feel like a mythos game gives you that. And maybe I just haven't seen enough games that I, I haven't seen many other settings offer. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, yeah. So I think my expectation going into it, um, you know, if my character, if my character would go insane or, or, die i think that would be a very fitting ending uh and i would hope that i was skillful enough to get the character there when it ends up there not just like oops shit i stepped on a rake and then fell into a you know some kind of maw um but yeah so for me like i I think if if somebody said this is going to be a mythos game i would hope it would give me the chance to explore the kinds of mysteries that you don't normally get in, in role playing, you know, like it's X files or I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many other right. places you can get that kind of story from. And so it feels rare in a special sort of way. And I would, but having said that, like when you just said, fall Delta green is turning into a John le Carre novel. Like I love John le Carre. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so I, I guess I wouldn't be disappointed if all of a sudden I was like doing some George Smiley, you know, who's the knight, who's the king, who's the, you know, traitor kind of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I mean, I, I, I had just read um, the one after Tinker Taylor, uh, Good Schoolboy, uh, Honorable, Honorable Schoolboy. School yeah, yeah. I, which is set in Vietnam. And yeah. so when I, when I was, uh, or in, in Southeast Asia, and when I was, Right. Thinking of Willie Kane and thinking about like it, it was the timing was too good for me not to <laughs> to try to get into this game. And I said, All right, I want to play, you know, a, a spy thriller set with some mythos stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's Rex been that. Now I, I will admit, I have I, I have very little confidence. I know what the fuck is going on. And that's why I, I punch people or I want to go to the mountain because I, because I know something will happen. Right. Like I'm, I'm, you know, in a way you could say I'm lost in this, in the, in the, the mystery, but like, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Like I just, okay, so let's go to the mountain because I know something fucked up's going up there and yeah. Uh, and, I'll punch and this, this happened, guy. And, yeah. That happened last season as well, where mm. Rex feels like he's hitting it on the nose and being too obvious with stuff. And we're like, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh we're gonna go back to the club do we, do we <laughs> want to talk about like i've had this question like I, and i don't want to derail you guys but like mysteries like because mm-hmm. because ty like gave would give us mysteries and i always felt like i had like i was always slow in the uptake in call of cthulhu trying to figure out what the mystery was do we want to and i've kind of leaned now toward you know from my initial thing of like i want to give the players puzzles and things that the players have to figure out to where we're just role-playing people figuring out mysteries which is i feel more like what gumshoe's kind of doing right at mm-hmm. some level there's still an element yeah. that players have to figure some stuff out but like they get the stuff that they should be able to figure it out with if they have the skills and rex gives us great recaps and he tells us like here's some avenues to explore yeah He's yeah. he's very good at 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 running you, the gun shoe game. Does anyone feel that like uh, as a player? Because my perception my perception started as a GM like I've got to make this challenging, not just for combat but for like puzzly stuff. And but I've totally done a one eighty on that because mm-hmm. 
does anyone feel as a player that they want like stuff that's hard to figure out or do they want more like mysteries where we're going to role play these guys figuring out the mystery? I don't know. I, I like, uh, yeah, I feel bad that Rex, I feel guilty because Rex, if Rex gives us those directions and hints, right? Like I'm like, why haven't I, and because you feel guilty because you're stupid, is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I know, I, I know, I totally. That's I'm kidding, but that's yeah, I yeah. Get that, I have that same feeling. Like with well, you I, and Call of Cthulhu, like, I, but I think part of it is you're the GM and you have the answer. Yeah, you know, when you know the answer, yeah. it's always obvious, and it's hard right. to think. It's hard for someone else who doesn't have the answer to see it right. the same way. And but, I and I do wonder. I, I mean, just the theory, but like. The difference between playing online and oh, uh, be, versus being in purpose, uh, being in person, and then like physical clues, you know, handouts and things like right. that. And, you know, uh, I, you know, hey, there's a combat going on. I'm going to check my phone and I'm going to look at my email and I'm going to, you know, all the stuff you shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, it's there, you know, a level your, of engagement. Drift might drift a little more online. Yeah, you might miss a critical clue or something. Yeah, I, yeah, or who who knows what you miss or what we maybe right. you don't miss anything, but you think you maybe miss something. Like, oh right. gosh, why did why did I figure this out? Yeah. Um, I, and then I, I feel. Go ahead, Art. Oh, sorry, and Ty. I was gonna say. I, I think I even said this after our game, after the one shot. I felt bad because I felt like playing my character in mm-hmm. your call through the one shot torpedoed the mystery, and I feel like, oh shit, maybe I just blew what everybody else came into the game yeah. for. Yeah, well, I mean, that was I mean, that was an experiment for all of us, because I don't think any of us had really that often at least played kind of like the one-off, let's get it done in three hours, and nothing's permanent. Who knows if these are did real characters? Without spoilers, Art, can you put, like, did your character, like, fight the way through instead of... No. So, and I don't know if I played my... I think the way I played my character sort of had a logic to it, but basically there was somebody at the location we were going to that I knew. Mm -hmm. And once I had very good reason to suspect, you know, that person might be in some kind of danger, I zeroed in on making sure that person was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But what that did was it made my character say like, Oh shit, I'm going to run up the stairs because maybe this person is in some kind of danger. Right. Um, right past the 17 interesting things that we really should have been exploring. Um, and so... I think that's Ty's fault. I, I, that's <laughs> what I totally heard. Um, but yeah, I, but it's, it's tough because I, like I was saying, like what I was really... Uh, the thing that attracts me to call Cthulhu is that sense of mystery, and then I just tanked it. Well, no. I mean, the other thing, though, Art, is... You went up the stairs. No one else had to go with you. Right. Anyone could have. Yeah. Anyone could have done the other things that could have been done. Like nobody, like they had, but they decided not to. They decided to follow you, which actually, from a timing perspective, actually kept the thing going. Uh, so you missed some of the backstory. You know, at that point, who cares? Um, so yeah, you're. Uh, it's and there, there's, there's no. I mean, maybe this is another another run. Like, there's no wrong answers, right? There's no wrong way That's right. to run DCC for eight guys, you know, or seven guys or seven PCs. You know, there's no 
wrong way to run Cthulhu. You know, it's just, and, and everybody comes in with different expectations, different familiarity with either the system or the setting or the background. I, you guys know a lot more about Vietnam than I do. Perhaps I know a lot more than about mythos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 1963. <laughs> Duck linebackers not in play yet. It's a little bit later. <clears throat> that no, doesn't matter, this, Rex. We discovered we don't even really have Hueys in country yet. Damn. <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah. Yep. But it, you know, it just comes down to we're probably all a little bit too hard on ourselves, and we overthink it, right? Like about what may or may not be going on. There's no single right, perfect answer. And so you just got to ask yourself, are you having fun with what you're doing? And, you know, the people will self-select to drop out or self-select to drop in and uh, it'll all be fine. And I think, Rex, I think what you're doing is is great. You're, you want to play kind of a mythosy game because if we, if we were just trying to figure out who, like where this reporter went in Vietnam in 1963, like that's not a a great game. It might be an interesting short story, but it's not a great game for you know the four of us to five of us, four of us, five of us to play, <clears throat> right? So adding that, so we're in a cool setting. There's a cool mystery going on, um, and then there's this background stuff. And if if you're if you kind of lean more toward the espionage side of it in the mythosy setting and you're still playing to your strengths i think that's ex- exactly what you should be doing right I, that's perfectly acceptable as as players were having fun um yeah. for a short answer if if i were you know if you were just to say straight out if you're playing a mythos games do you expect to die and go crazy the answer is yes. Um, you, you know it's on the table. I think that, it, it, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that means that needs to happen in this game. I, yeah, I think that's the least. best way to say it. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. on the table, but it doesn't have to happen. And I like that stuff. Like, the one-shot Matt run ran for um, me and our wives. Like, my wife went crazy and shot me in the face. Like that's right. <laughs> it was fantastic. Like the, that thing to me is, is fantastic. That mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like the that game story. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my God. I taught her a game yesterday and I'm, I'm about yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's interesting. You know, when Ty, you know, gave us permission to, you know, there's no right way, there's no wrong way to run the game. I think that's my big struggle still, because mm-hmm. I feel like, no, there's a right way to run a mythos game, and and am I actually doing it? Because I, I look at this rule book, and I look at, like, big chunks of this rule book that I'm not really using. Uh, can, I, or, can I set you free? It, you know, so I don't know. I'm... I'm uh, uh, I'm acknowledging on an intellectual level that maybe ties right. I just, uh, I'm not sure emotionally that I am completely there, that it's, uh, it's okay to run my mythos games with very, very tiny doses of mythos in them. I, yeah, I, I, the I system also, I also doesn't actually matter. 
Oh, <laughs> oh god damn. Damn. Smack. It, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but if you want to get used to like if if you have ever have a problem with like having rules and you don't want to feel bad about not using them, just run GURPS because you, there is no physical way to run with all the GURPS rules. So like, be using them. <laughs> right. Well, I will say hey. oh sorry. Go ahead. I, I have little to offer at this point, so go ahead, Art. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the, the two games I'm running are both, I mean, M-Space didn't start off as a mystery, but it's a mystery, and Days Vault is a mystery as well. And one thing I've enjoyed about the idea of, and I was sort of what I was just saying a moment ago, the idea of a mythos and the idea of it being science fiction, I like that it expands the possibilities of what the mystery can be. I mean, it's not going to be like, well, of course, you know, the first person you look at is the boyfriend. I mean, it, it, it doesn't have it. to be yeah. that. Right, right. And that's one thing I really appreciate and why I was sort of disappointed about how I tanked Ty's game because, you know, the the, the space that these... <laughs> the space you're, not, it's, you're not capable of tanking Ty's game. You're not man enough to uh, Just wait till he... <laughs> exactly. You think you can bring down my game? You don't have the stones. Did that caught me off guard? <laughs> um, I'm not even drunk. Goodness. <laughs> but yeah, it's just... It, one of the things I appreciate about playing those is that the possibilities are endless, especially in a Mythos game. In my head, maybe I just don't understand what a mythos game is, but it feels like it, like anything could happen. So I can expect, That's you know, like play the game. Yeah, like in our game, like oh yeah, you see footprints, uh, but they're giant and they're webbed. I'm like, huh, okay, because I've avoided as much as I could. I didn't know what that was, even though I'm. I, I think what it turned out to be was pretty standard mythos stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, Art, you, you didn't ruin anybody's game. We all had fun. We did great. Uh, I got a private message from. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not invited back. I said, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare shuffle one of my games. Uh, you know, t- t- you know, Rex said something about like all that stuff. You know, the, there's these big rule books with all this information. I guess, especially with Mythos, one thing though is. It takes time for a lot of that stuff to reveal itself, right? Where it's like D and D—you don't fight the dragon on the first level, right? You don't run into Cthulhu in the first session. You're not casting spells, you know, in the first session of Call of Cthulhu. It, it does take time for some of that stuff to come out and, you know, to generate, um, you know, come to the forefront. You know, one of the, I actually—I think it was Duck said it earlier about the the mysteries and, and like the gm's the one who really knows it and like maybe maybe they do need to be really kind of more a lot more obvious right like the clues like if if when when you're setting it up like just make it so obvious not that they can't miss it but it's like yeah. sometimes i think we 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 try to make it too mysterious and so that ends up being mysterious to the point where it's unfathomable right yeah. And so, so I just uh, wonder so if we how, could pull how, it back. What did you think uh, when we played Forbidden Lands and there was that uh, force field room? I'm trying not to do spoilers, but mm-hmm. like, you know, you guys figured out the key parts of that force field room because I gave mm-hmm. you pretty, what I thought were like smack you in the face clues. And that, hopefully you thought that too. But did that ruin the role playing experience for you or was it okay? 
No, that was fine. I mean, and especially with with kind of like you know trap uh, tricks and traps and you know D and D type settings, you know fantasy settings. Like that's, I I think that's one thing that we're not. I haven't seen enough yeah, uh, in. Uh, uh, yeah. White the module Rock, I pulled know. that from, like it's a DC like there's a hidden lever. There's a DC twenty search check mm-hmm. to find the lever. By the way, which none of the goblins would be able to high enough to see. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we were playing an old and. If you then mistakenly pull like the second lever, the other door comes down, and then if you push the second lever to come back up, that room fills with acid and you're dead. There's no way to undo it mm-hmm. until you find that hidden lever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I'm looking at that and I'm like, I don't want this to happen to my characters. Mm-hmm. So right. Like, how do I give the sense of like, like clearing a difficult puzzle um, without like? So the, the characters feel like they figured it out, but the players don't have to figure it out. And that's mm-hmm. and I'm digressing from old school, I guess, in that sense, because this was this was the third Goodman Games module ever released. So it you know came out in early two thousands, and it had a lot like it had another trap later on where like you you pull this lever, a, an impenetrable force field comes down, and the room fills with uh, deadly gas. I'm like. And, but there's nothing beyond it. There's not even any treasure past that point. It's just like a fuck you trap. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> there's like a magic mouth that spouts some nonsense that you're supposed to be able to figure out that's like, don't go this way. Yeah. Like, that's what she yeah. said. Yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff <laughs> that the OSR doesn't need to uh, to bring back. So yeah. a lot of poor game design um, mm. or sadistic game design from the there's past. There's a lot. Yeah. These, so, the tournament modules from D and D had, you know, had that kind of thing where, man, but they were meant to be played in a two hour session where you don't care about your character and, you know, and they're going to run them with 20 different groups and you're going to score it at the end. And, you know, any, and, you know, they expect no girls allowed. Yeah. 20% to survive and, you know, running that for a campaign where we're invested in the characters. I, have decided I'm going to make adjustments. So I think that's, I'm can, I want to connect that back to mysteries where like you can have your players beat on the wall or run upstairs and ruin the whole fucking game for everybody. Um, <laughs> as expected, but you, but you still like you, you bring them, you know, you lead them back around if it's important, you know, and you, you, you move forward or, you know, maybe like, at some point, I think even with a campaign game, if the characters do stupid things, then I think they, there's got to be some. Maybe that's a whole nother roundtable, though. At what point, like how stupid, how stupid is stupid enough to die? <laughs> <laughs> and White Rock, we we've probably crossed that line a couple times, but right. Yeah. Well, and just to, to add some nuance, um, the one thing that I am comfortable with with my Fall of Delta Green games. That, that I do on purpose is I, I don't want to, um, that's the right way to put this. The stupidity will, of the players. No, 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 no. That's a completely different aspect of this. <laughs> I, Something else. <laughs> I want the players to be, have some degree of uncertainty about, mm-hmm like who they can trust and, and, you know, can they just take every piece of information at face value without comparing it to the other information? Um, Because that's, you know, the kind of story that I want to tell that the, the characters have to navigate through this 
um, like we're really kind of on our own here and, and this could mean this, but it could also mean that. Um, so I'm trying to achieve that. And, and, and part of the way, I, part of the reason I do it is I usually have a really strong idea how the game begins and a pretty good idea of how the game ends. And then the middle part's really murky to me. Um, and, and so I'm very much watching how the players play and what they choose to do. And that kind of helps me fill the middle part in. Uh, and what I like about that is it's, you know, particularly like in 1961, but I think also now in 1963, it lets like bit NPCs suddenly grow into much bigger characters that have more influence on the game because the players are, are, those are the, those are the levers they're pushing um, consistently. Um, so then I, that becomes the story that fills in how the story ends. So, but the downside of doing that is sometimes it's too subtle and the players just hit the really have no idea which way to go at this point in time. Um, but so far everybody's been very uh, receptive to the idea of, well, this is what I think your characters would know. And, and these are the avenues I perceive that they could pursue. So it's, it's a very collaborative story creation thing. You know, to me, the only hesitation I had. I think that is one of the things you do really well, the, the recapping and giving them the options, especially when they're, when they're lost. Yeah. That's a good, that you're very good at that. And, um, that's, well, thank that's you. I'd like to have. Not entirely sure it's a skill versus a, a baking up for a weakness, but there you go. So eh, whatever. No, I, I, I think it is a skill and it's something you're clearly working on. Cause like you, you did some of that in 61, but I definitely feel more, I feel like I have more idea, I, I, connectedness, threads, I don't know, than in, in 61 that I did in 63. I, I, and I don't think that, I don't think the mystery is less, you know, interesting or opaque. I think just your recapping and, the, the stuff you're hitting is is working uh, that much better. Yeah, I, and I probably try and be too so subtle. Like I, I I do try. Like if I if I'm like pre prepping for a session, which I do do, you know, despite the fact that I joke about not doing it, but like when I'm giving a recap, like I like to throw them in as like Easter eggs, like stuff that like maybe you people glossed over last time that was an opportunity. Uh, but you know, maybe like with mysteries and other things, maybe it's best to be more explicit. You gotta, you gotta hit yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I do think Ty's point when we're playing online and and we all yeah. have distractions, we're playing in a bunch of other games. That that there is an aspect of this. The, it's it's not the same experience. Um, and so, um, as the GM, I think we got to help the players a little bit more to make sure that they're going to get the most of the story that they can get. So yep. Yep. I think I'm done with things to say. Yeah. I, I feel like we're coming. We're slowly getting to the uh, wrapping up. Do people feel that way? Art, did you, you've been quiet again. Ty's been kind of quiet. Yeah. Ty, if you have anything to say, I'll let you jump in. Hey, 
No, I, I, I'm good. It just makes me want to play more Cthulhu. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I Which I will do. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say is again, like I was saying, like Dice Vault is a mystery and two of you guys are in that game. I, I don't feel like I beat clues over the head and I have to confess there's, I, I like the idea of, you know, cause I know one of the, the things that people like about gumshoe is that if you, if you sort of target the clue, you get the clue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to confess as a GM, I've enjoyed say for instance, watching Paul almost solve the whole <laughs> thing a couple of times and miss <laughs> and zig instead of zag and miss the role or, you know, whatever, you know, I, I like the uncertainty. I have to confess from my perspective. I don't know if it makes it any oh, better yeah. for the player though. I don't know if you guys have been like, Jesus, we're not making any progress. Uh, no, no. I feel like, um, in Deus Vault, I feel like we're, we're uh, yeah, I don't have an overall sense. I have sort of an idea, so I don't feel like I'm completely out of it. We haven't played in a while, so I need to. Yeah, we that, took that the summer off. To, like, you know, th- that's the other thing that's hard for, I think, player versus GM. Like, you're prepping already because it's in two weeks, maybe. Or you're mm-hmm. thinking about it because you're GMing it just in general. Um, as a player, like my, my mind space is I focus on prepping the games I have to GM for, and then I come into your game and then I have to like, and the recap is good and I get all into it and I'm into it for that session, but yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I need to do less shit, but I don't know. That just doesn't seem like that's <laughs> oh, <me>. nonsense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely think for these, um, mystery investigative type of games, having that frequency of play. So there's not a big That's gap in time. I mean, because we, uh, in with 1963, we went like three or four months without a session because just stuff felt got sideways and work things blew up and, you know, everybody, everybody at different points had issues. Um, and now we're just kind of really getting back in our stride. Um, and so I think that definitely also is, has been a hurdle to get over. Yeah, absolutely. I think that even more than like DCC, which I feel like since we're just going in rooms and killing stuff is pretty easy to pick up. <laughs> um, I mean, it is true. It is like, and you know, it's, it's not hard. You know, I can give you a recap pretty quickly these days. Um, actually, when you guys were in town, there was a little bit more going on, more recap, but maybe that, yeah. But yeah, the, it's good to have the frequency. I think no matter what, but for a mystery, I could really see it for sure as a player. <laughs> All right, boys. Anybody got any parting shots? I think this was uh, an excellent roundtable. Thank you all. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Scratch, scratch the itch for. We need to figure out how to do these more. We knew we do need to do these more. Um, yeah. Anybody, anybody can pull that, pull that trigger. And sesh is pretty easy to use. Although I guess Hollywood. Well, Hollywood used it for a pull. I don't understand, but anyway. Yeah, set it up. I like it. Yeah, in Hollywood, you've been quiet for a little while. How, uh... <laughs> uh, listeners, Hollywood. Uh, before we started recording, he has a. Uh, he was going to get a call from his boss, and then he messaged that that took a lot longer than he thought. So uh, we'll catch Hollywood on the next roundtable. So. My boy is a GM more. He does. He does need uh, GM he's more. A, yeah, he's, he's a genius. Yeah, it's yeah. not like Strahd takes prep or anything. <laughs> no, I'm sure not. I mean, you know, like recording custom, especially at this tracks, point, you know, for a bar. I mean, that's easy for him. Right? Yeah, but that should that should all be done by now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you bank it once you have it. It's all on Spotify. It. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
I will say, like, I haven't been in a game he's run, but my exposure to as a player is also just I've I've listened oh, to yeah. Strahd and it's amazing. But an playing, yeah, like Jesus, the whole whole reason why that ending works so well is Hollywood. Yeah. And yeah. Backdoor needs to release that episode. He does. I feel like we were all doing I mean, I wasn't doing shit, but I feel like everybody was doing good stuff, but then Hollywood's Hollywood had his big moment. Yeah. Yep. Sure. So that motherfucker sent me the Genesis today, but he hasn't sent me Alien. <laughs> Backdoor. Oh, just the yeah. Genesis. Oh man, that it was good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he yeah. needs to get that last episode of Alien out. For sure. I mean, the, they're all there's like three or four people demanding it. So that's I told him like <laughs> I'm not going to listen until it's done. And then he told me, yeah, it's it's basically done. So I listened, and then oh, come yeah. on. I, I, I call him George R.R. Backdoor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. All right that, boys. We'll wrap up the round table. Yeah. Cue With some the, cue very, the very outro. Great. Yep. All right, boys. Good night. See you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.